Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We have temporarily relocated the Element Wealth Studios to Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Day two for Middays. On the grounds, a packed lineup for you today. Kicking things off this morning with Public Service Commissioner of Mississippi's Central District, Brent Bailey. Brent, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you, Mr. Gerard. Welcome to day two of the Shelby County Fair. Yes, sir. It's not that bad weather-wise uh, in the morning. It's uh, we're Of course, we're under the tent, under the shade tree at Founders Square. A little dusty. I, I'd prefer that to the rain and negotiating the mud as we had to yesterday. But all in all, it's a pretty good day. Folks need to come on out. It has. It's, I'm really impressed with the crowd. It's turned out here today a lot of people. People around uh, the Founder Square Pavilion here in the speakers and, of course, moving amongst the cabins and the midway and, of course, the uh, horse races and harness races be taking place this afternoon. And no doubt. Great entertainment lined up this week as well. I'm it is. Here last night, but they had good entertainment tonight as well. It's something for everybody. Unique event. I mean, it's unique to Mississippi. It's unique to the country. It's, it is uh, an event which is uh, honestly difficult to describe. You've got to witness it, observe it participate in it yourself folks may to really try to, appreciate yeah, it folks may try to imitate it they'll never replicate <laughs> the Shelby County Fair that's very true so I was talking to some folks last night about the price of these cabins how the price has gone up substantially they're uh, they're prime real estate it's <laughs> unbelievable really cool <laughs> for, for uh, just a couple weeks a year I know for a couple weeks a year that's precisely right but but, um, but late July early August uh, what price will you pay for good air that's exactly right <laughs> That's cold water point. <laughs> speaking of the public services right, right. all right so uh what's going on in your world you spoke today you spoke yep. yesterday 9 a.m this morning this morning yeah, okay well, i was okay. the lead off hitter for okay. um the, the list of politicos that gotcha. stand up there and talk about what they had going on their respective agencies and yep. you know what they plan to do for the state of mississippi just like uh, we tried to lead off as well and just yeah. catch folks up on some of the things we got going on i know i visited we just a few weeks ago right and um you know we're, we continue to work as hard as we can to represent the interests of consumers and ratepayers, and do we can to, to advance the the economic position of the state of mississippi all right well given the extremely uh, hot weather uh here in the state of mississippi and really across the country this particular summer 
Uh, We've seen lots of warnings in other states, Texas, California, others, that are concerned about possible brownouts. They're concerned about stress on the grid that may cause loss of electrical power. How are we looking in Mississippi? Mississippi is doing fine. We are typically producing more power than we're consuming, so we're actually contributing to the regional resiliency. Um, you know, here in the southeast, you're right. Texas, the ERCOT area, has set, I believe, 11 records on energy consumption in the last two weeks. Unbelievable. Just keep doing it. TVA has set a record. The Southwest Power Pool has set records. Um, we're seeing that all around and going to see that in, in other parts of the U.S. Um, and, and no doubt, through this additional consumption, um, the price volatility of certain fuels out there, it's going to hit folks in you know, in, in various ways, and we want to do what we can, working with utilities and others to help mitigate that and, and lessen that blow. Yeah, so the the, uh, the bills start rolling in for the month of July, uh, for the most part, that covers the majority of July, sometime in the first half of August. Yeah, and, and we're already seeing, you know, our phone is our phones this week have been starting to pick up on the compu- consumer complaint line, um, people getting bills. These energy cost adjustments are now going into effect for those that do quarterly true-ups. And with the large amount of consumption that's going on, the price of fuels in Mississippi generates about 80% of our power from natural gas. Hmm. And if you've followed the natural gas Through the price over the last uh, 12 months, um, you know, unfortunately, that that's beginning to show up on folks' bills. Yeah, so that does seem to be moderating a bit. It does. Um, uh, maybe we've hit a peak, starting to see that come down. There's been a little bit of a breaking of the log jam uh, in Europe because I think we've been shipping gas over to Europe to, yeah. to make up for the shortfall uh, consumed by the EU yep. of gas from, from Russia. We are, and we continue to see domestic production increase. Um, but at the same time, domestic consumption continues to, to increase right. as well. Uh, but at some point in time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to even up, and we're going to do much more injection and storage and, and saving up for the winter. Yeah, so it uh, hopefully we'll continue to see the price of that moderate. And here's the thing, as you well know, uh, Commissioner, we have an abundance of uh, LNG, of gas, in this country. We just have, unfortunately, an administration in Washington that uh, does not have any intention of exploiting and leveraging that abundant resource. Well, like I said, it, uh, LNG, you know, it's, it's really good to move around, and it's a great export tool. Yeah. Um, and it really helps bring additional resources. And it has an influence on our domestic prices as well. As we okay. saw with the um, LNG facility in Texas that had a fire and explosion just a few weeks ago, it had a, an immediate impact on the domestic price. Yep. Yeah. But we, we have to continue to open up these fields, um, continue to explore and develop what we have out there, both uh, new wells and existing wells, and uh, continue in, in that storage injection because we're not going to see us going backwards anyway shape or form of how natural gas is utilized here in this country. Agree. Even at the PSC, we continue uh, to give customers new choice in, in expanding uh, natural gas lines into rural areas and uh, support economic development at uh, some rural um, industrial parks. And so we see it's going to be a, a part of the energy generation mix for a long time. Okay. And let's talk about renewable energy. Yeah. We have a new program here in the state of Mississippi recently. Yep. Uh, adopted yep. by the by the PSC. Tell us about that right. regarding solar panels, solar power. Yeah. So since the last time we we visited, we have updated our our net generation rules that have been around since 2015. Uh, we felt like that the 
you know, most of us commission felt like we really needed to do some adjustment on that, really make it much more consumer-centric and support folks in that regard. Uh, the guts of the rule, we really didn't tweak the rates and the, um, the the valuation of the excess generation that folks produce. And it's real still centered around maximizing that behind-the-meter production to self-supply what you want to do. Okay. However, as part of the order and the tariff adjustment in support of that, we are going to begin asking the utilities to offer a, a upfront rebate to really help incentivize and get things going in this state. Because we don't do traditional one-to-one net meter, and we saw that as a tool and opportunity to help jumpstart a whole new industry with job creation, new opportunities for folks to really have more decision about their energy future and the direction they want to go. What would be required to implement one-to-one metering? Is that something the legislature has to do? Not necessarily. We could have done it the PSC, but it's just it was just a difficult challenge at this time. And you're watching the landscape, what's going on. Even though 39 states have traditionally had net metering in the country, yeah. you're starting to see more pull away from one-to-one and getting to, to more of a net billing situation, which okay. is what we do. We don't, play, we don't allow full retail evaluation of kilowatts that go across the grid. We... We do recognize the benefits that it provides the system into all customers, and we provide, you know, sort of a, a qualitative benefits adder on top of it. Okay. It just seems like that would uh, give Mississippi a more competitive position with respect to businesses that are looking to uh, develop operations, factories, plants, uh, growing facilities. I've heard that from the agriculture community, Absolutely. where they want to power them with slow, solar and renewable sources. And, uh, you know, I've heard examples where they go to other states because they have the one-to-one. Well, you've heard that as well. And, and even the agriculture has really done well through some of the programs at USDA to support their their, their growing operations and help reduce that consumption, okay. put, more in, put more money back in their pockets um, to make a more profitable operation. And that doesn't matter if it's poultry or sure. this next crop sure. that's starting to come into Mississippi that we're hearing so much about. Well, certainly if they know that they can uh, power their facilities and consume electricity from self-generated renewable energy and they get a one-to-one if they con- if they uh, produce more than they consume, that's an incentive for them to do that. It is, but like I said, the, the one-to-one is not something that we're going to do here. And, okay. e- and even in, we only regulate the investor on utilities. Okay, I got you. Uh, this is not a statewide program I got you. applicable to everybody, uh, cooperatives, municipalities, okay. just our investor on utilities sense. Yep. as well. Those that we directly regulate on rate issues. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not a statewide program. Okay. But you know, because we have so many, uh, what, 24, 25? 25 rural electric cooperatives okay. in the state and about an equal number of municipalities that provide their own utility service gotcha. as well. But, right. but, it, but you know, you, at some point in time down the road, perhaps there will be a little more universal application yeah. and acceptance of this. Yeah. We're, uh, we just think it, you know, I, I, I think it makes good sense to empower those consumers and help them take that choice, take that leap if they so choose, whatever their motivation may be. Because while there are certainly upfront costs for them, it does provide system benefits over the long term in the life of that project. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, before we go here, we've got just a little bit. It, are there any new pro, new projects on the boards from any of the utilities that you guys regulate to improve and expand our infrastructure? So um, just a couple things. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we had two new filings come in for large-scale solar okay. projects, one in Stone County, one in George sure. County, uh, from some folks that's been doing work in the state for a while, getting the step gotcha. done. And um, even... Um, 
Entergy has recently announced a partnership with a group to look at small modular nuclear reactors. That's what we got to do. We're talking I hate to cut you off. Yeah. Appreciate it, Commissioner. Yeah. Good, good info. When we come back, everybody on middays, State Treasurer David McRae, followed by State Auditor Shad White. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, sir. See you. We'll Take be care. right back. Bye bye. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. You mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-675-7676. That's 800-675-7676. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Fresco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. Jello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. Right. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Let's go. Aretha bumping us into this segment of Middays, live from Founder Square. 
the, the Neshoba County Fair. This place is filling up pretty quick. A lot of folks walking around. The speeches underway. I think they got underway about 9 o'clock this morning, if I'm not mistaken. Come on out if you're in the area. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios here on Founder Square, the state treasurer for the state of Mississippi, David McRae. Mr. Treasurer, thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, several years ago, I was here when JT was doing the show and enjoyed it. But you're doing a uh, – we all miss JT, but you're doing such a fantastic job. And I know he'd be proud of what you're doing. Appreciate that. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, glad to be here. Well, it's big shoes to fill. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And uh, we miss him as well. But I think and I hope and I pray that he would be – pleased at the continuation of the show that it that it's done to a standard that uh, he would appreciate that's the main thing so um all right mr treasurer give us an update from the treasurer's office uh you know first of all although you don't have direct responsibility for it you got to be happy with these big surpluses that the state's running uh it makes life easier yeah (laughs) it makes life a lot easier but from the treasury we've been able to uh return and since i've been in office around a hundred million dollars an investment return so you know we've been able to take advantage of the market and yeah. we've been able to keep our credit rating strong yep. which allows us to borrow money at cheaper rates uh even though the rates have gone up we've been able to fix those rates in at uh, low interest rates and now uh it seems to have been a great idea at the time and it's paid off really well for the state yeah and uh i think that's going to help us save money as long with these surpluses coming in so when we want to do these projects uh for colleges and other things around the state we're going to have that money that we've saved but the biggest thing that I'd love to talk about is our unclaimed property department. Yeah, we have uh, a couple of weeks ago we ended up we have uh, announced we've returned 55 million dollars back to the people of Mississippi, and we're going to uh, end up returning about 70 million dollars this year. Uh, it looks like. Wow. And so that is a, a huge economic stimulus for this state, a huge economic stimulus for local communities. And look, most people uh, come in, they get about $500, but the average claim is $2,000. That's unbelievable. So, you know, and we've made it easy. We've made it an e-claim system. You go online, type your name in, find you, uh, click the button, fill out some information. We'll take it from there. Okay. And that has upped us from going from 100000 a week in returns out to people to $300,000. Okay. A week to people. So, uh, is the state uh, treasurer's office also sending some sort of notifications out? Yes, as well. We're super proactive. Okay. So you don't have to call. I mean, we'd like y'all to call us if you find your name. But we also send letters out to people. And actually, I get calls all the time from my friends who think it's a scam. I mean, how many car warranty? Yeah. I mean, because you get so many scams. You get so many scams. <laughs> I mean, how many uh, year car warranty is about to expire? You know, right. And whatnot. But we did a town. Uh, we did. A, uh, um, a, a voice, uh, a, a answering thing on the uh, yeah. phone the other week, and uh, we reached uh, several thousands of people. Like a robocall? Robocall yeah. type. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I blanked out. Yeah. The heat got me. Uh, we did. Understandable. We did. Uh, about 1,300 people wanted more information. Okay. Okay. And so that is a huge number of people uh, that are interested in getting money from the state that yeah. is rightfully theirs. We don't want, I don't want it, uh, and we want to give it back to you. Yeah. Well, uh, that's amazing. Uh, first of all, that there's that much. The, the value is kind of astonishing. But it's but it's uh, it's good that you're being proactive. That the office is being proactive. That people are responding and they're and they're claiming the property that's rightfully theirs. That's the idea. Well, I think people get really excited about it. Uh, we're very, uh, you know, COVID stopped us from. We used to go out and. Uh, 
we were able to do town halls or, 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 or live events, and COVID kind of stopped that for, you know, obviously. So we had to kind of adjust our, our strategy, and that's why we do these robocalls or town halls or emails or letters to show people that they do have this money and that it, it, it even though it might be under $100, claim it. I mean, $50 is great to have. I mean, yeah. it can fill up some gas. It can go buy some food or do whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, sure. So uh, you talked earlier about uh, maintaining a, a really nice bond rating uh, and, and just overall financial rating. How do we how do we stack relative to the other states based on what seems to be an incredibly positive financial condition relative to some of the other states? How do we fare? We fare well. I mean, we're a double A rated state. Now, we outperform, and people wanting to buy our bonds, we outperform AAA rated Texas. Okay. People are fascinated by Mississippi. They're fascinated by our revenue. They see that we're doing something right down here, and they want to contribute and be part of what we're doing. Hmm. So we're doing a really great job. Our small little state is doing great. We've uh, I mentioned Texas. We've outperformed Ohio. We've outperformed Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we're doing great, yeah. I mean, in terms of that for right now. That's and amazing. I, I think we're moving in the right direction under great Leadership. Yeah, we've had uh, state leaders on uh, the last uh, day, and today we'll have have them on, have some more on. But they're all touting the expectation of another surplus next year. So as as long as we're generating surpluses and keeping our house in order, we got a, a flush rainy day fund. Uh, we, we don't have an outsized amount of debt. All that figures in, and we pay our bills on time. So and we have to have a balanced budget. So yeah, we don't. Yeah. I mean, and, and I by law. By law, we have to have a balanced budget, so that's important, and I think that gives confidence to people who want to invest in the sure, state. Sure. But you hit on a great point. We don't have a lot of outstanding debt, yeah. and that's a lot to leadership to the governor, me, the lieutenant governor, legislature. We just don't believe in debt as Republicans, and as fiscal conservatives, we just believe paying our bills on time, yeah. and that gives confidence and allows us to keep that strong rating. Yeah. What, uh, Mr. Treasurer, is uh, on your agenda in the coming legislative session, the 23 session? Anything in particular you're working with the folks in the Capitol on? Well, we got some things down the pipeline I'm not quite ready to announce. I think it's going to be a huge fundamental change for Mississippi if we can get it done, but I'm kind of working out the details and things of that nature. But in terms of things I think the legislature should be looking at that I'm looking at as well is uh, ESG policies okay. and making sure that we don't fall into those traps of ESG policies. I'm a capitalist. I'm a free market person. That's what this country was founded on. And ESG policies are the anti-capitalist, anti-free market. I mean, why should these companies take your money out of your pension, invest it, and then not make money with your pension? I mean, you, you saved up your entire life, and then they decided they want to do these environmental policies that make them feel better, but not making money for you and your grandma or whomever's retired. Uh, and that goes with college savings. I mean, I'm saving. I'm trying to save for people to go to college. And you want to put into a fund that doesn't make as much money as a regular fund? I just don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I share your concerns and your, your viewpoints on that. Uh, it, I think it's uh, arguably a breach of fiduciary responsibility. Honestly, if, you, if you're putting those kinds of social policies above just brute force making money, which is what you should, and producing a return for the investor. Well, and you're right. I think if you want to look at it from a legal standpoint, that that is a violation of fiduciary duty that the uh, company has to its shareholders. Yeah. I mean, and most ESG funds make, uh, I mean, not most, almost, almost all ESG funds make less than your normal fund. No doubt. So you, I mean, what are you doing here? It, it shouldn't be force. Choice, fine. Force, no. And you've seen states like California, I believe, their, their pension is very rigid 
uh, the state of California pension, public pension, very rigid with respect to what they will invest uh, the pension members' uh, money in. And if they don't meet the strict ESG standards, they don't get any California investment. So the those that are saving for their pension are, are the ones that are hitting the hip on that. Well, and, and they're going to see that, you know, when these people retire in California and things of that nature. And, you know, it, it's going to be a massive problem for those states. But our state with PERS, a college savings, we are not uh, concerned with it because we Good. don't do that at Good. this point. So. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to do that. Our PERS needs to be making wise investments to, pr- to produce the greatest return for those who are paying into PERS. I- exactly. Because that's our job is to make sure when you retire, you worked your life off to make that retirement. And when it comes time to retire, that money should be there for you. And, in fact, the other risk is if they're not doing that and they run into these unfunded shortfalls, then they come back to the taxpayers to uh, to contribute more on behalf. I mean, it's just a bad deal. Which we don't want to do. But, you know, the other thing is the uh, by this ESG policy, it's stopping people from investing into oil companies or right. forestry companies. Right. But let's concentrate on the oil companies first. They are creating jobs, yep. but also helps us with national security. Absolutely. So, so if we're drilling our own oil, that's more secure than having to get it from other places. So it is a violation. I mean, I think it does violate our national security interests by these ESG policies. So it's a little bit even deeper than pensions. Yeah, you're right about that. It, and uh, it also produces oil companies, certainly right now, producing pretty handsome returns. Now, a couple of years ago, a lot of people on the left won't admit it, they were all losing money tens of billions of dollars. It wasn't a very good investment. So they're kind of making up for the losses they experienced during 20 in in the heart of the pandemic. Well, you know, what's funny is the ESG policy you know, it was all the rave last year. They were all yep. everybody was talking about it and doing things of that nature. When the market decided to go south right yep. now or kind of level out or whatever you yep. want to say, ESG policy is not talked about as right. much. People like BlackRock and yeah. KKR. Because they Walmart, got to make a profit. Then now they, they produce a return. Now they realize they're not making as much money as they used to make. Unbelievable. And that, that upsets them. Yeah, it's, it's easy to kind of wave that, that social justice flag as long as the money's pouring in and you're producing all those profits just almost uh, by default but when times get a little tougher and you got to be more concerned about that to pay the bills that tends to uh, kind of elevate to the top of the job jar. <laughs> exactly. And, and the last thing I'll say about ESG policy is that it's a moving target. They're, you know, they have, they kind of have a committee or a group that kind of decides what's ESG certified. Yeah. But I'm going to name a couple of com- companies on that list. Exxon. Exxon. Yeah. Uh, Nike. Right. I mean, I agree. They, those are crazy. Envir- they don't matter. Treasure David McRae has been our guest. We'll come right back with Auditor Shad White. Stay with us. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. 
serving you since 1993. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? If you're tired of looking at your tired old bath, Bath Fitter is offering their best savings of the year. $600 off or 36 months financing at 0% interest with every new complete bath system. You've been thinking about doing it and Bath Fitter wants to help make it happen with a $600 off or 36 months financing with no interest. Every Bath Fitter bath is designed to fit your life and now with unbelievable savings if it's your wallet too. It's their biggest savings of the year so don't miss it. Bath Fitter, it just fits. Some conditions apply. Visit bathfitter.com savings to get started. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Police issued a statewide alert Wednesday for a missing five-year-old from Hines County. The Mississippi Bureau of Investigation says Skylar Brent was last seen around 9 o'clock Wednesday near Holly Drive in Jackson. Police say Brent may be accompanied by her mother. COVID cases continue to rise and hospitalizations are also up, especially among older Mississippians. 389 individuals are currently under hospital care and deaths are mostly occurring in those 65 and older. More than 200 long-term care facilities now have cases among residents or staff. The CDC is recommending masks in public spaces especially indoors and in counties with high transmission levels, and that includes a lot of counties in Mississippi. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything, on the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sailor rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com. Welcome to summertime in Mississippi. It's hot out here. It's so hot out there. As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. The Who bumping us into this segment here on Middays. We're live at Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Big day here today. The political speeches one after another in the pavilion here at Founder Square. And joining us now in the Element Well Studios is the State Auditor of the Great State of Mississippi, Shad White. Auditor, thanks for coming on, sir. How you doing, brother? You keep it cool over here. I like that. It's not bad. We got a little fans going on. I may just stay here. I don't care who your next guest is. I got you. <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, caught a little bit of your speech today. Yep. What's the, what's the message? You know, one of the big messages that I led with was we've accomplished a great deal in the last four years. We uncovered and put a stop to the largest public fraud scheme in the history of the state. We investigated a company that, that ultimately led to the largest civil settlement ever resulting from an audit investigation in the history of this office. The defendants that we've investigated have been collectively sentenced to hundreds of years of prison time. So I tell you that to brag on the team at the state auditor's office. We've got 135 men and women, investigators, auditors, support staff. They're the ones who are doing that work every single day. And, and I'm very grateful for their efforts. And, and I'm proud to tell you about the work product they've produced and, and to uh, to lead that team every single day. You know, every time you and I talk, I, I have to repeat it. Uh, I, I'm certainly pleased to see that people who are stealing taxpayer money are uh, paying a the price. They're, they're getting charged with it, and uh, they're receiving demand letters. They're being asked to repay it. Your team obviously does a fabulous job in doing that. On the other hand, I sure do wish I wouldn't see so much of that happen. I mean, it's disturbing it's sad. Uh, that it's so prevalent. I don't get it, and I just wonder to some extent if, if this is a kind of a new phenomenon or if this has been going on uh, for a while and, of course, uh, much more improved tools that we have today as part of the audit process that, that makes it, uh, I think, a little bit easier to detect that. But a lot of these, uh, as you and I have talked about, these aren't sophisticated schemes. No, sometimes they're definitely not. That's absolutely right. And, you know, I, I, as you can imagine, every time I'm getting briefed by investigators or auditors, you know, you get frustrated reading about the next scheme that comes along and then the next one. A big part of what we're trying to do in the auditor's office is not just investigate those schemes. It's also to talk about them after the fact so that we create a deterrent. Yeah, right? that's, absolutely. That's a big deal for us. And, and today you may have heard me tell this real quick story. I was uh, giving a speech.
speech last week on the coast, and I finished up the speech. woman came up to me after it was over, and she said, uh, look, I just want to tell you I work at a big state agency. I was in a meeting with our purchasing office several months ago, and, and the person who was leading the meeting said a couple things to suggest that they were trying to get around the rules for how to spend government money. And she listened for a bit, and then she eventually just stopped the meeting and says, look, are you all, are you all crazy? Do you want to see the skinny man walk in the door? And, <laughs> I'm the skinny man for people who have never seen me, only listen to me on the radio. But, that, you know, that, that actually is not a bad thing for right. people to think, you know what, if I do something wrong here, if I steal this money, if I violate this rule, there are going to be some consequences. There's no there's, doubt. There's somebody looking, and, and I like that. Yes. Uh, serving as a deterrent, uh, these kinds of schemes that you uncover and, and then and make public. And, and you do it in a hurry, and you do it without hesitation. Yeah. And you, you've made that statement to the public. I don't care. This is my job. This is fair. This is right. This is consistent with principle, my principles, my beliefs as the auditor. This is, this is the role of the office. I don't care who yeah. might get offended, how this might potentially affect yep. you politically. It's just the right thing to do, and it's what the people uh, deserve from the State right. Department of Audit. I think that's right. And, you know, I've, I've had some tough cases where uh, we finished an arrest. And, and, again, I know you know this, but we, we only arrest people once they've been charged sure. with a crime by prosecutors. So prosecutors make the decisions based on the evidence. We turn up about who they're going to charge. But I remember we had a case, you know, where, where we made an arrest. And I had a woman in church turn around at the pew and tell me I was a bad person oh for arresting gosh. that individual. That person has now pled guilty to fraud. For stealing, so, you know, stealing taxpayers. So they're in jail, but you know, but the point remains, you have to be willing to do this job regardless of what people are going to say about you, regardless of what the political consequences are, and and you know that's why it's actually gratifying to be able to do the job every day because I get to go home knowing that we've actually made a difference. Yeah, that's a sign you're making a difference no when doubt. you're pursuing those tough cases. And it, and as you know. This is not different from what exists in the private sector. Private auditors are under enormous pressure when they detect something that might cause them to consider uh, issuing a qualified opinion, especially on a public company. That's, That's exactly disastrous for the public company. Exactly right. And uh, we've had some schemes that have occurred in this country yep. where auditors hesitated because they know as soon as they talk to management about that happening, they're going to get fired yep. is what's going to happen. That's right. They're going right. to fire them. And that, that pressure exists for state auditors as well. I, I'll tell you this quick story. This past year was election year in Oklahoma, and the state auditor of Oklahoma was up for re-election. She had previously uncovered uh, a lot of fishy spending up there involving one very influential political family, made tons of donations. They were running a nonprofit, and, and now they have been accused of fraudulently handling millions and millions of dollars of government grants. So the state auditor of Oklahoma starts to uncover all this and she goes to run for re-election lo and behold a political action committee full of dark money pops up and reporters in Oklahoma have estimated that as much as a million dollars went into that pack for the express purpose of unseating her as state auditor unbelievable so you know and you can imagine where that money came from that shows you that in this business you have to be willing to take on the tough challenges. You have to be willing to take on families like that. You have to be willing to do your job and to defend the interests of the taxpayers, even if it's very, very difficult. And that's something that I look forward to doing every single day. Well, and, and that's what it takes. You've you, you got to be willing and committed and convicted to doing that. Clearly, you've shown that you are. And I think the results are there. And what you can't measure, as you know, is you talked about deterrent. 
a deterrence. You can't measure just exactly how much you are deterring. Yep. Because a lot of the times, whatever's going on ceases or maybe gets fixed before you guys get there. That's right. That's as right. a result of whomever's perpetrating that, seeing what you're doing that's right. to those that are. For but us, that's what you want. That's right. For us, even if you can't measure the deterrence, you know, it still gives us a reason to wake up every sure. single day and go after cases. We had we had a guilty plea just a couple of months ago, a woman named Carol Jackson up in North Mississippi. She had drawn down tons and tons of grant money, and the purpose of the grant was to pay for meals for needy children in the public schools. I mean, you cannot make this up. So we're seeing this, and we're thinking, how much of this kind of stuff is happening everywhere all around the state? The good news is when you put a stop to that, you know that anybody else who's running that same scheme, they have realized now, wait a second. <laughs> this can get <laughs> they're detected. Looking, they're looking for stuff like this. No this can be detected. So that's that's what I'm grateful to be able to, to do every day is to, you know, put on my suit, go into the office, and, and put a stop to another scheme like that. Well, we appreciate it, and I think I speak on behalf of uh, millions of taxpayers across the state of Mississippi who want government to take care of their money. Yep. Simple as that. That's right. So that's right. Uh, you and I share a passion before you get out of here for uh, keeping folks in the state of Mississippi, especially uh, our professionals. I think we would agree we have fantastic colleges, universities, community colleges, four-year colleges that are producing incredible graduates. But so many of them leave the state. Yes. Yeah. It's it's tragic, and we face that problem directly in the auditor's office because we're trying to recruit talented young auditors, investigators to come work for us. You you probably know. You know, we launched this big program yep. several months ago, the Stay in the SIP Fellowship. The deal is pretty simple. If you're a student out there who's done a couple of years of your accounting degree, and you like us, and we like you, we will pay for the rest of your accounting degree. But much like the military commitment, you got to come work for sure. me for at least two years in the auditor's office. I'll tell you, Gerard, that is completely changed our recruiting it's completely changed our fortunes we went from having basically zero new recruits coming in the door before mm-hmm. that fellowship to about a month and a half after the fellowship was announced having 30 I'd say 30 That's good awesome. resumes on my desk we're gonna hire five or six of them they're already in the office right now actually it's the summer so they're interning for us right now they'll go back to school and they'll come back for their full-time gig after that so it's it's dramatically Great changed. News. it's dramatically changed our outlook and my hope is that we can use models like this for other professions outside the auditor's office to keep some of these homegrown some of this homegrown talent here. You know, grandmas and grandpas do not need to grow old not seeing their grandbabies. Completely agree. Because their kids live in Nashville or New York or Dallas. We've got to keep talent here to make sure that we grow and prosper as a state. I completely agree. We we need to boost the knowledge worker base in our state. Uh, we, we, which obviously lifts up our household income, our per capita income. That generates more economic activity. I mean, it, it, there's so many aspects of that, but it all starts with uh, growing that population of, yep. of highly compensated workers. I yep. mean, it just does. Yep. It doesn't make sense for us to spend all this money to put them through college and have all this investment in public education, which pretty much prepares them for yep. for college. And then they graduate, and we don't ever see them again. That's exactly right. <laughs> Taxpayers are paying a ton of money yeah. to educate kids. And I felt that I felt that obligation, too. I Me grew too. up. I went to the public schools, Northeast Jones High School. Shout out to the Tigers out there. <laughs> went to the University of Mississippi. The taxpayers paid a bunch of money to educate me. And I left Mississippi for a little while. But I thought, you know what? I have an obligation to give back in some kind of way, whether it's in the public sector or the private sector. I've got an obligation to give back. And I think that uh, you could say a lot of negative things about young people these days. But I think 
think you can sell them on that message. I agree. I think you can sell them on the idea, look, you're going to give up some stuff by not moving to Dallas or Nashville and New York. I agree. But you're not going to make the difference you can make here in Mississippi. You're not going to be as fulfilled being that far from your family. You can live a great life in the state of Mississippi, and, and you need to come back. You, you said a critical word that I totally agree with, sell. Yep. We've, got to, we've got to improve our salesmanship. That's, right. That's what we got to do. And that That's means right. all of us. That's right. Uh, private sector, public sector, we we all yes. got a stake in this. Yeah. Auditor, thanks for coming on, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for all your good work. Thanks, man. I appreciate the chance. Auditor Shad White's been our guest here on Middays. When we return in the Element Well Studios on Founders Square, it's Secretary of State Michael Watson. Stay with us. Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Shivers Portable Buildings presents the 35th Annual Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Featuring celebrity appearances all weekend. The Heart of Texas Snake Handlers from Rattlesnake Republic. Son of the South Josh Carney. Yacht Yacht. Moonshiner Mike. Ronnie Adams. Ashley Deadeye Jones. And Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People. The Big Buck Contest. Bring your bucks to enter for cash and prizes. And get entered in Magnolia Records. See Jason Reynolds High Flying Retrievers. The Kids Catfish Hand Grabbing Tank. Kids casting tutorials, a new pond habitat demonstration, try your hand at the archery and BB gun ranges, learn turkey calling from the legendary Paul Meek and five-time world champion Preston Pittman. Kids get in free Friday, July 29th. Kids five and under are free all weekend. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. Presented in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, Mississippi Ag, and Bass Pro Shops. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Truly bigger and better than ever. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. It's the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange this summer cotton was up 70 to 95.77. March cotton was up 75 to 92.21. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up 18 and a quarter to 14.28 per bushel. January soybeans were up 18 and three quarters to 14.34 and a half per bushel. December corn was up 12 and three quarters to 6.15 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up 12 and a quarter to 6.22 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 22 to 142.10. December live cattle was down 17 to 148 even. September feeders down 125 to 180.60. October feeders down 155 to 182.92. At the open, the Dow Jones down 121 points, 32,075. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I, I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair, day two Midday's broadcast here. The political speeches have been going on since 9 o'clock this morning. The governor of the state of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, at the podium right now under the pavilion. But joining us here in the Element Well Studios on Founder Square is the Secretary of State of Mississippi, Michael Watson. Mr. Secretary, how are you, sir? Man, I'm well. There's just no place quite like the Neshoba County Fair. Always good to it's be unbelievable. here. unbelievable. It really Enjoy. is. Yeah. You spoke this morning? We did. We did. We talked a lot about what's going on in our office, and one of the things we focused on was, was really leadership. And you and I have talked about this before, how important it is to make decisions based on the welfare of our state as opposed to those who make decisions by sticking their finger in the air, <laughs> seeing which direction the wind's blowing. Uh, so, you know, we, we've talked about several different things that have happened, and uh, some of the things that I see and decisions that are bottlenecked, uh, that hurt the progress of our state, uh, that, that really hurt us in the long run, maybe losing projects is a problem. Uh, so we've talked about that at length, and you know how do how do we lead uh, by example? And so our office is really trying to be, hey, let's be the leader. Yeah, uh, let's do things that matter, cutting the regulatory burden, making sure we're leading on election integrity. Uh, those are the things that are important to Mississippians. And we talked a little bit about again, tackle the tape today that you and I have yep. discussed at length. And good program. And looking, you know, we've talked about this. It's great for small businesses who are able to then cut that regulatory burden and grow. But what we have missed sometimes is the idea that innovative ideas can get to market quicker if that regulatory burden is pushed away. Yep. So one of the things we'll be talking about next year is the regulatory sandbox. Right. Making sure that, again, you get those innovations to market. It's not just good for that small business. It's good for all of us. Yes. It makes life better for all of us. So yes. again, You want to explain that concept quickly? Yeah. So it's basically a, a temporary, uh, you, you got some kind of regulation. Let's talk about uh, farming, for example, yep. huge in Mississippi. And let's just say there's some kind of GPS application for our farmers, but there's a regulation out there that doesn't allow it. Right. Well, that farmer can come in and say, hey, look, for this time period, let me just waive this regulation. Let me try this. If it works in Mississippi, it's going to be great to get this innovation to market. So sure. It gets the regulations out of the way. Let's folks get their businesses off the ground and launch. Again, not only is it good for them in our communities and our state, 
it's good for all of us because when those market uh, you know, response happens and that innovation grows, it makes our lives better. I've been researching this. It's been implemented in other states, as you know, uh, with tremendous success. Uh, we'll share with you. I'm scheduled to uh, appear in a video uh, that's being produced promoting this concept, and I hope that we can get this uh, on the table in the legislature in this next session. Let's do it. I was with them uh, Tuesday, so we'll be uh, Okay, awesome. I'm, <laughs> I, I figured you probably were. Yeah. So hopefully we can uh, turn some heads on that and move the needle on that. I think it's a great idea. I, I think it ought to be a top priority. It honestly. really should. And people, look, I'm telling you, the regulatory burden in Mississippi is, is far too heavy. Totally agree. And when you can do something that allows someone to chase their dreams, to build their business, to help the entire state. That's what matters. When you're making a difference in people's lives, that's what we should be doing as, as Mississippi servants. It, it matters because they matter more than we do, more than our political careers matter. Let's make the decisions that are good for them. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, we, when you look at it at the state level, what can we do to promote business formation, business expansion, job growth, job creation, the regulatory framework is is among the top. In fact, I may argue that it is even more critical to that effort than uh, than the tax system, the tax structure. Agreed. Certainly, it may be equal. Uh, look, you're a very successful businessman, and as you understand, businesses want certainty. They no want doubt to know about what it. is the playing field in which I'm getting. So when you say, look, here's the regulatory burden now. We've got a Secretary of State that's going to only make it better. Regulations are only going to get cut. Let's go locate there. No doubt. We had a CEO looking at Mississippi. He was either going to go uh, somewhere around Nashville or, or other parts of Tennessee. And I called him up and I said, look, would you just sit down with me for just a second? I just want to talk to you. We had dinner at the rendezvous. They're locating in, in DeSoto County, Mississippi, because awesome. I was able to tell them about this regulatory burden. Hey, we're going to make it it's easy big. on you to do business here. So they're coming to Mississippi. It is it is big, and it is a key factor in making those decisions. There's absolutely no doubt about that. What we got to do, I feel like, uh, Mr. Secretary, as a state, public and private sector, we got to promote that. We, we not only got to take action to uh, uh, to reduce the regulatory burden, Upon doing so, we got to let the world know it. And, and, and what you're talking about, that dinner you had, that's that's it. That's just brute force on the ground selling. When you get a chance to talk about the incredible people in the Mississippi, and then someone gets here and sees it, no doubt, ball game. You, you got to get them here. But we got to believe in ourselves enough yeah. to go out there and do it. I totally agree. And and unfortunately, as you know, there's so many misconceptions and so much false information, misinformation that is used to describe. Uh, and portray our state. It's our responsibility as as leaders to go out there and say, no, that's not how it is. Come see it. Come witness it. Come come be around it. That's exactly right. And you got to train our future leaders, which is why I'm really excited about our ambassador program. We've got 56 seniors coming in this year. They're going to oh, spend awesome. two days in Jackson, one in the fall, one in the spring. And we've got it. We're going to teach them about elections, obviously. But I also want to teach them about, hey, we need to believe in Mississippi. Here are all the great things that are happening. We don't even know it about ourselves. I know. Totally so, agree. You can tell those stories to future leaders. It's only going to get better. I love it. Let's keep doing it. I, uh, I'm so excited about your efforts in doing so and your office. I know we got to go. Probably has as much impact on, on prospective business as any other in the state. Every single day the office impacts your lives in one way no or doubt another, whether you know it or not. No doubt about it. Out of time here in the first hour on Middays when we come back. We've got Agriculture Commissioner Andy Gibson, Speaker of the House Philip Gunn, and Governor Tate Reeves in the next hour. Stay with us. We're taking a break. Oh. 
home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. The American, um, the American economy is still in reverse. Fox's Jared Halpern's at the White House. The Commerce Department says the economy contracted by nine-tenths of a percent last quarter, the second consecutive decline of the GDP, which is an indicator of a recession. In a statement, the president says the job market remains historically strong, with unemployment at 3.6 percent and consumer spending growing. And President Biden says Congress can help the economy by passing a bill that would Allow Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices, extend health insurance subsidies spent more to fight climate change, and pay for it with a minimum tax on big companies and more IRS enforcement. Top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell. The Democrats who robbed American families once with inflation now want to rob the country a second time through a gigantic, gigantic job-killing tax hike. West Virginia Senate Democrat Joe Manchin says he supports this plan unlike other more expensive ones that had been proposed. America's listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Even with record inflation making last year's record gaming numbers hard to match, Mississippi casinos are doing well. Jay McDaniel with the Mississippi Gaming Commission shared where we're at for the first six months of this year. We're about 3% behind, though, so there is a little bit of a dip. And we've seen that dip in the months of April, May, June. The, the first three months of the year were strong, but... um. 3% down statewide, only down less than 1% on the coast, so it's maintaining pretty well. But at this point, we're essentially at $1.318 billion. Last year at this time, we were at $1.36 billion. So um, we're still on pace to have over $2.5 billion at yep. the end of the year. And that is still historically a good year. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. 
To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. It's been almost 70 years since 14-year-old Emmett Till was kidnapped, beaten, shot, and thrown into the Tallahatchie River in Mississippi for having the supposed audacity to flirt with a white woman. Last month, the team found an unserved warrant charging his accuser, Carolyn Bryant Donham, in Till's brutal murder. Till's relatives hope for an arrest, but that hasn't happened. A movie that follows the story of Mamie Till Mobley and her fight for justice after her son's brutal death will debut in the fall. The lynching of my son has shown me that what happens to any of us anywhere in the world had better be the business of us all. The movie is called Till. It'll be shown during the opening weekend of the New York Film Festival from September 30th to October 16th. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi broadcasting live from Mississippi's giant house party, Founder Square, the Neshoba County Fair. It's day two for us here on Middays. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios on the square is the Agriculture Commissioner of the State of Mississippi, Andy Gibson. Commissioner, thanks for coming on, sir. Well, Gerard, thank you for having me. I always enjoy getting on uh, here with you, and thanks for being at the fair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's awesome, as it always is, and, and a great crowd. The weather is not too bad. You know, we always talk about how hot it is, but it, it is July in the State of Mississippi. we got to expect that. It was only 75 this morning, almost a touch of fall in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I know you spoke uh, this morning in, in the pavilion there. Uh, what's your message today? Well, my message is that, uh, you know, five years serving as commissioner of agriculture, and uh, before that, ten years serving the legislature. Right. I, I've seen a lot happen in Mississippi politics. And, 
Uh, when it comes to agriculture, I'm really proud of the work that our team has accomplished, whether it's, uh, you know, promoting our Genuine Mississippi uh, program, GenuineMS.com, everything grown, raised, crafted, made right here in the state. We've expanded local meat processing. We have uh, found new markets for timber. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we've consolidated with the legislature support three different agencies into one, the state fairgrounds, the Central Farmers Market Board, and the Department of Agriculture. So we're operating more efficiently, doing more with, with uh, less, more efficiently for our taxpayers. And I appreciate the legislature for that. And, uh, you know, we, we are, uh, we rolled out the nation's first wild hog control program to fight the scourge of these invasive, good-for-nothing, non-native, uh, invasive feral hogs. And we're going to be making a major announcement about that at next week's Ag and Outdoor Expo. Speaking of that, we've kicked back up the cooking team. Our junior Mississippi cooking team is here. I brought you some samples. Wow. Pulled pork that we're serving today. Wow. We, that's uh, through our agriculture uh, uh, forestry museum, the Ag Museum, that we have our smokers, and we are serving over here for our group today. And it's always available on Lakeland Drive, yep. uh, the good food that we have there. And it'll be for sale at the Ag and Outdoor Expo next awesome. Next week, we've you know made improvements at the fairgrounds, but then I shifted to something I think needs to be said. And I've seen the House, for example, go from Democrat control for 135 years to the first Republican speaker, Speaker Gunn, in 2012. And I've seen the difference it made for Mississippi in terms of policy when Republicans took control and stepped up and started implementing, as I said, planting the seeds of conservative policy. But I've gotten a little concerned that some of the folks who may now run as Republican don't really believe those bedrock conservative <laughs> principles. And I, somebody asked me who I'm talking about. I'm not naming names, but the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> and uh, you see the evidence of some of these policies. So I went through the bed, what I consider to be bedrock Mississippi conservative policies like God and pro-life, uh, family, strong families. Uh, we don't need the government raising our children. Moms and dads need to. We believe in male and female, men and women, and we don't have to wonder what is a woman, as the Supreme Court Justice did. Strong families make a strong state. Weak families make a weak state. Uh, we believe in, uh, you know, more freedom. And I went through a whole list of different types. of. We don't need another government shutdown because of a virus. My right. soul, I mean, we almost lost our country here uh, because of this fear factor. And, uh, you know, uh, we we don't support more federal government intervention in our lives, no matter how much money they want to give us. Uh, we oppose Medicaid expansion. What we need is more people in jobs with benefits. That's the answer. Uh, uh, and uh, push back against some of these liberal policies. And then, of course, limited government. And the core function of government is keeping our people safe, our public safety. That is not happening very well right now in this state because of, the rampant crime that we see in Jackson and even other parts of the state, uh, we've got to have uh, judges and folks who put these thugs in prison to make sure they stay there and the legislation to make sure they can't get out uh, before they're supposed to. So, I, you know, uh, I, I'm really glad the party has grown. We really have. I've seen it grow. I'm thankful for everybody who is a Republican. But we've got to remember we can never lose our conservative conscience. And I don't ever want to see that in Mississippi. And every time we see those liberal weeds of policy, we need to just do what a farmer does and grab it, pull it up by the roots, and throw it out of the field because it's not good for the state. That's a great metaphor. Yeah, we, 
we're just getting started with the conservative movement in Mississippi. Well, I agree, and and, and I hope that continues, and I hope it does set an example. I, I, I stay concerned constantly about what we're seeing coming out of Washington and what we're seeing evolving in other states. But but uh, specific to um, your comments about, about crime and about work, it seems like they want to decriminalize crime where where the perpetrators frankly get better treatment than the victims of crime yeah. and they also want to diminish the value of work that's right it is not the responsibility of working taxpayers like you and me to subsidize and everybody listening out there to subsidize the lifestyle of folks too lazy to go to work if they're not working they're going to get in trouble now if they're not able to that's a different situation but every able-bodied person in this state who's able to work ought to be at work Doing an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. And what's the matter with that? Yeah, I totally agree. Let's talk about the agriculture industry. Is, is, uh, you do such a good job of promoting that. It, it does comprise, what, 38, 39% of our, our total state's it's GDP, our I believe. The state's right? largest industry, uh, the state's largest employer. Farmers get all the credit for, even despite the pandemic, despite the roadblocks the federal government has put up, this runaway inflation, the the state of Mississippi, our farmers have had two back-to-back running all-time agriculture production records in this state, a farm gate value, not counting value process. So we're producing more. Our farmers are facing headwinds. Let's face it, a federal government that has turned its back on the American worker has turned its back on the American farmer. And by the way, you can't farm, you can't raise a crop on a nine-volt battery or any other battery power. But we've got to have more energy independence. This runaway inflation that consumers are paying, farmers are, you know, paying three times that much for fertilizer, which is going up 100%. Uh, for uh, other input costs, plus the, just the scarcity of issues of equipment and so forth. All these are the result of federal policies that are failed. They're liberal policies, and I don't see a lot of action to reverse that right now. So uh, now more than ever, for, for anybody who's interested in food, and I think it's everybody, in fiber, clothing, and shelter, a roof over our heads, and commerce in this state, we need to be thanking the 1.3% of our people who are farmers. They yeah. have never quit. And I'm so appreciative of the the tenacity of Mississippi farmers and American farmers, for that matter. They deserve all the credit, and we're here to support them. And, you know, one last example, if I could. We had, with the Trump administration and our senators, uh, worked to make sure the Yazoo pump project was going to be completed. Even the EPA under the Trump administration signed off on it. It was in progress. It was in the process of getting done to finish the pump so those South Delta farmers don't get flooded again, all those yeah. communities. And lo and behold, the Biden administration last November, what a gut punch to our state, to our farmers, revoked those pumps after all these years of effort. So we just got to not take our foot off the gas, keep the hammer down, and keep promoting the fact that we are going to make sure we finish those pumps in Mississippi for our farmers, for our food security, for our communities. No matter what it takes, no matter how long it takes, we can't ever stop. And and for those who oppose the pumps, there are some environmental groups even in the state that have opposed them for whatever reason. That's ridiculous. There's plenty of wetlands. There's plenty. Look, all the wildlife that was over there starved to death because of those floods two or three years ago. These environmental radicals, the EPA, under the Biden administration, is anti-farm. It is pulling all the stops out to take away tools from our farmers. Uh, we just got to get some relief, as Jerry Clower said. Somebody got to have some relief, and that's my job to yeah. advocate for our farmers. And I'm not going to stop. I, 
I'm, uh, it is my intention to run for re-election. I didn't say that, but I said it after the fact. <laughs> I hope you could tell that. I'm passionate about this, and, uh, and I'm passionate about Mississippi and also engaging in other policy issues that affect agriculture and commerce uh, as we do. And I, I appreciate I appreciate everybody in Mississippi who is a courageous conservative who will stand up and say, yes, this is what we, we believe. This is good for Mississippi. And if it's not in those, those it doesn't meet those conservative criteria, we need to throw it to the side. You know what uh, disturbs me? Got a couple of minutes left here, Commissioner. Is what we're seeing unfold in, in other countries, Sri Lanka, the Netherlands, where you got farmers out in the streets revolting against the ridiculous climate change policies. I mean, what good is the planet if we're all dead because we starve? Why would the government think it's a good idea to make it near to impossible to raise our own food? It's crazy. Now, that's stupidity. I at totally its agree. And look. The Biden administration is going down that path, and it's whether you want to talk about energy or inflation or the fertilizer, even the Ukraine war, what's happening there? You're cutting off 30% of the worldwide grain. Somebody's got to make that up. The the Department of Agriculture and Commerce, the work we do is more important now than it's ever been. I agree. And uh, we're going to keep on keeping on, and we're going to apply good old-fashioned conservative policies and we're going to speak up for our farmers every chance we can well it's ridiculous it's it's so critical to our, our very existence and it just is mind-boggling to me when you see what's happening in these yep. other countries and, and there's some states that are pushing for some of those rules as well and we got to keep that out of mississippi but commissioner always a pleasure sir thanks for coming on enjoy talking to you appreciate you Gerard. Thank thanks you. sir commissioner of agriculture andy gibson has been our guest when we come back I believe we've got uh, Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. No, it's Governor Tate Reeves followed by Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Here's Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Nobody needs their car to break down in all this heat. Be proactive. Come in now and let Canon Nissan of Jackson keep you road ready. Our parts and service departments are open six days a week. No appointment needed. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, 
Pilium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. The problem is you're a dude. I mean, diamonds, they're not our thing, right? But now you need a diamond engagement ring because she is the one. She is everything. Congratulations. You've already done the hardest part. You found her. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. We'll share with you all the secrets of the diamond business, the cutting, the grading, and make you a diamond expert. And then we'll get you hands-on with Mississippi's most beautiful diamonds, every shape, size, and price range. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importers with 10 times the diamond selection of average jewelry stores. So whatever your budget, we'll make it easy. And guys, remember, you can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Jewelry money-back diamond guarantee. Hey, you already done the hardest part. You found her. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone to midday super top mississippi coming at you live from founder square at the neshoba county fair mississippi's giant house party it is a little cloud cover cooling it off a bit but big crowds here today all the political speeches going on under the pavilion speaking of which we're happy to welcome to the element well studios the governor of the great state of mississippi tate reeves governor thanks for coming on sir Gerard, always good to be on with you. It's a beautiful day here in Neshoba County and really like the fact that the cloud cover came out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Caught a bit of your, your speech, uh, heard some of it today. What's your main message there, sir, today? Well, my main message today is that Mississippi is doing well. Mississippi is, is making significant progress, uh, whether it's in educational attainment levels. We said uh, 10 years ago that we were going to significantly improve the, the educational outcomes for Mississippi students, uh, and we've done exactly that. Math, uh, math scores in fourth grade have now become 23rd in the nation. We were 50th 10 years ago. Our overall education results in many areas are above the national average, and so while the Democrats and some of their friends in the liberal um, media can try to tell you that Mississippi is 50th, it's just not true anymore. Um, and, and so we want to make sure we spread that message. It's also true from an economic development standpoint. Mississippi's uh, job recovery, 10th best in the nation um, after uh, during uh, COVID-19. And actually from uh, our unemployment rate has fallen to its lowest level, declining 2% over the last year. Um, and that's the 13th best decline in all of America. And that's all in spite of 
the horrible policies of the Biden administration. <laughs> Seems like the federal government is our biggest impediment, frankly, to uh, achieving our fullest potential here in Mississippi. So true. So true. Look, the, the, the fact is that um, the, the fact that the Biden administration is printing trillions of dollars in Washington, D.C., and combine that with the fact that they are so anti-American energy, um, it's causing inflation to be out the roof. We haven't seen inflation at these levels in 40 years, quite frankly, since right after the Carter administration. And, and it hurts Mississippians because uh, every single day, uh, Mississippians get up and drive to work. And when it costs more money to put gas in your tank, it's harder and harder for them uh, to get back and forth to work. And that's just bad policies. And it's just it's really, truly just political uh, on, the, on behalf of the Biden administration. You and I were just talking before we came on the air this morning. We got the CPI report indicating a slight contraction, 0.9% for quarter two. That's two consecutive quarters. We had 1.6% contraction of GDP in the first. Two consecutive. When I was studying economics 40 years ago, they called that a recession, but the Biden administration doesn't seem to want to acknowledge that. Uh, are we redefining it here? <laughs> well, you, you know it's bad, Gerard, when the White House spokesperson stands up in the White House and tries to convince the American people that the definition that's been used for a recession for the last 50 years is no longer the definition. Right. Uh, there, there's no reason for it other than it's just bad politics for <laughs> the Biden administration. It's bad politics for Democrats, and it's going to lead to a red wave in America in November, but it's all because of the choices that they have made. Bad policies uh, lead to bad results, and the Biden administration has had bad policy after bad policy. I said on the stage today, uh, and, and I think it's, it's so very true, uh, President Joe Biden keeps talking about building back better. I wish he'd just return it to the way he found it. <laughs> I love it. I totally agree. Things were so much better before he took office. It started going downhill the first day, as you know, Governor, when he, when he, uh, right after he was inaugurated, as I like to say, before they took the teleprompter screens down from the Capitol steps, he was in the Oval Office signing off on some disastrous, harmful executive orders, and now we're paying the price for that. It, it is. It, look, it's the way the system works. When you elect someone like Joe Biden, who has been in the Washington swamp for almost five decades. In fact, he's been in Washington as long as they've been saying two consecutive quarters of negative GDP <laughs> growth is, is a recession. He's been in Washington the whole time. You would think he would have learned that. It's unbelievable. All right, so we had uh, a fairly active and productive legislative session. I think it's fair to describe the 22 session thusly. What's on the uh, on tap for the 23 session? What are your priorities, sir? Well, I think you're exactly right. We've had a, we had a very productive session. We made a lot of progress. I'm very uh, proud of the progress that we've made. Um, and we're, we're passing policies in, in the Mississippi legislature that are exactly the opposite of what they're doing in Washington, D.C. we got more work to do. I want to continue to work to eliminate the income tax. Uh, we uh, were able to get approximately a third of it uh, reduced this year. Uh, we now There are nine states in America that have no income tax. Of the 41 that have one, Mississippi has the fifth lowest. That's right. good. That's a, brag, that's a point we can brag about and one that I am certainly uh, want to do. But I also want you to know, Gerard, that uh, in the fiscal year that ended June 30, just 30 days ago, the Mississippi legislature appropriated $5.9 billion. We collected over $7.4 billion. So of the $1.5 billion in additional revenues that we collected, uh, we gave back the taxpayers $600 million of it. Yeah. That's good, but what are we going to do with the other $900 right. million? Once fully implemented, which is, is phased in yeah, over and a few that's, years. Yeah, that's over the next four years. Yeah. You're exactly right. And so why can't we come back and give the taxpayers more of their money back? 
Uh, I think we can. Um, I think it's the fiscally responsible thing to do. And I think if we can eliminate the income tax, it will lead to even more economic growth and prosperity because we're already seeing more deal flow. More companies around the country want to invest in Mississippi. Yeah than ever before. We've done $1.6 billion in new investment this year alone, and it's not even barely halfway up uh, through the year. And so um, that's a that's really a good two-year period in the past. We've already done it in six months, and so we're going to continue working and, and fighting to get that done. We've got a lot of people who agree with us on that, um, and we're just going to keep pushing for those who uh, maybe want to be a, a little less aggressive to um, – to get on board and recognize the economic prosperity that it can bring. Yeah, it's it's critical. So I, I know you touched a bit on one of the accomplished being uh, the banning of teaching of divisive concepts, CRT, if you will, in the classroom. You know, something I'm seeing sweeping the country now, Governor, is this gender ideology nonsense. Might we have to go back to the legislature to get something drawn up on that? Well, every time I think the, the National Democrat Party has moved as far left as they can possibly move, they, they surprise me, right? Um, my line in the speech today was that I, the, the, the National Democrat Party has moved so far to the left that I've heard that they're relocating the DNC headquarters to somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> but they keep going further and further to the left and, and further and further away, honestly, from the American people. And that's the reason we're going to have a big red wave this, this November is because the American people are fed up with it. They, they understand um, that, that it ought to be like it is here in Mississippi, where in Mississippi we say that boys are going to play boy sports and girls are going to play girl sports. Yeah. And, um, but, but, again, I, it never ceases to amaze me the things that the, the far left comes up with. Well, parents are rebelling across the country. Even, even the Democrat parents are saying this is crazy. Well, there's no doubt. Look, we won the governor's race in Virginia last year, yeah. a state that uh, Joe Biden won uh, literally uh, the year before by double digits. And it's because uh, Republicans and Democrats and independents came together and said, we don't want any more of this nonsense, this far-left nonsense. How about a government ju- that, that just functions and operates and does the things that government's supposed to do and otherwise gets the hell out of the way and yeah, exactly. let us live our lives? Exactly. To- totally agree. All right, so we, we had a victory in the Roe v. Wade situation with the Dobbs case ruling, what do you think Mississippi governor should do in the wake of that ruling? Well, we were successful this year in convincing the legislature, and we appreciate them for doing a number of things. Uh, they were uh, they were very uh, very good about passing the Pregnancy Resource Act, which allows for three and a half million dollars to our pregnancy resource centers. We have thirty-seven of tax credits. Tax credits. We have thirty-seven of them. Um, situated in every region of our state and and these nonprofit organizations help moms find the resources that they need and really they just help remind these moms that there's somebody out there who cares yes there's someone out there who loves that baby and loves that mom and wants to help them get the resources that they need yeah we also invested a hundred million dollars in our um, uh, child protection services agency because we think it's important uh, that we've got to make sure that, that for those kids that are in dire situations that we have a foster care system uh, that will serve them well. Uh, we also um, are going to have to look for ways to make it easier to adopt in Mississippi. Absolutely. We've got to help these kids uh, that are in bad situations find a forever home. Easier uh, and less expensive, sir. Easier, less expensive, and much less timely. It yes. takes way too long. I was speaking to a parent recently who adopted, uh, and it literally took them uh, well over a year. And they give up. And, and they give up, or 
they go to China and Russia. That's crazy. And 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 look, I, I hope that those those babies in China and Russia find a forever home as well. But in Mississippi, we need to make it easier for Mississippians to adopt. Completely agree. I I, I hope, Governor. I'll say it now. I hope you make that a priority. I think that's a, a critical thing that could, we could really benefit from. And then let me say this, Gerard. And yep. the faith community is going to have to step up. No, I totally the agree with you. Yes, we, sir. As all of us that are that are intertwined in in the faith community, we've got to issue a challenge to ourselves and to our friends and our neighbors and those we go to church with. Uh, every church in our state needs to adopt Agreed. a pregnancy resource center. Every church in our state needs to talk internally about, hey, is there anybody here that's interested in adopting a kid or, or having a foster kid so that we can provide those kids a forever loving home? Golden opportunity for the public and private sector to work together No here. question. Governor, thanks so much for coming on, sir. Uh, Appreciate thanks it. for having me. What a great time. Governor Tate Reeves has been our guest here on Middays. When we return, we've got Speaker of the House Philip Gunn. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from Albritton's on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Albritton's are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Albritton's, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need 
professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Even with record inflation making last year's record gaming numbers hard to match, Mississippi casinos are doing well. Jay McDaniel with the Mississippi Gaming Commission shared where we're at for the first six months of this year. We're about 3% behind, though, so there is a little bit of a dip. And we've seen that dip in the months of April, May, June. The, the first three months of the year were strong, but um, 3% down statewide, only down less than 1% on the coast. So it's maintaining pretty well. But at, at this point, we're essentially at 1.318 billion. Last year at this time, we were at 1.36 billion. So um, we're still on pace to have over 2.5, 2.6 billion yep. at the end of the year. And that is still historically a good year. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Being prepared before the storm is the best way to protect your home or business. Making sure your generator is in peak performance and ready for the job will keep you prepared. Taylor's Sudden Service can set up scheduled service calls to keep your generator running at peak performance. Taylor services all makes and models of generators and helps keep your generator prepared for the storm. If you own a generator, call Taylor's Sudden Service at 601-922-4444. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's Old Time Chili Recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. We thank you so much for joining us on Middays. We are live at the Neshoba County Fair on Founder Square here, just off to the side of the pavilion where all the political speaking is taking place. Speaking of which, our guest now in the Element Well Studios is the Speaker of the House of the great state of Mississippi, Philip Gunn. Mr. Speaker, thank you for coming on, sir. Good to see you. Hey, great to be with you, Gerard. You're always kind to have me on, and you work hard up here in this heat. 
Yes, sir. People but you know, have no idea <laughs> the sacrifice that you make. One of the perks I get is fans on my feet, at least. So we do have fans, and we got a little <laughs> a tent, water. so we got right. water. We're good to go. All right, so lots of speeches. If you're a political junkie, the Neshoba County Fair is the place to be in Mississippi. I'm telling you, it is the preeminent political event in the state. You're exactly right, and it's uh, it's important if you're a politician to be here and at least make an appearance and let the people see you and hear from you. No doubt about it. So I, I was uh, interviewing others while you were speaking, sir, but what's your message today? Well, um, I talked about the accomplishments of the House of Representatives over the last 11 years. A lot of people don't know this, but the Mississippi House of Representatives was in under Democratic control from 1876 till 2012. Yeah, 136 years Democrats had control. It wasn't until 2012 the Republicans were able to gain the majority and began to implement conservative policies. And so that's been 11 years, and I just thought, you, you, what difference has that made to you people? Why, why does it matter? What has happened in the last 11 years that? Uh, under Republican control that's made a difference in your life. And so I recounted as best I could in a 10-minute time frame the accomplishments that that started in the House of Representatives. The, the, the greatest one, I think, is the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Right. Uh, if people don't understand how legislation works. They, they may not appreciate this. But the bill that overturned Roe versus Wade started in the Republican caucus of the Mississippi House of Representatives. Representative yeah. Becky Curry. We had a big discussion that day, and uh, I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is something we need to do. <laughs> At that time, it did not appear that it would meet with much success, but... I told them we don't need to grow weary of doing good, and we passed it, and little did we know that would be the bill that would uh, overturn Roe versus Wade and end abortion in Mississippi. So that started with the Mississippi House of Representatives. We talked about the largest teacher pay raise in the history of the state. We did that this year, House Bill 530. We talked about the largest tax cut in the history of the state. That was House Bill 531. I talked about religious freedoms, House Bill 1523, protecting uh, religious freedoms. We talked about uh, the attacks that Washington is making on our values, on our state. They're trying to take away our gun rights. They're trying to take away our religious freedoms. And I just talked about how we're pushing back. We're standing in the gap, and we're pushing back against the craziness that Washington tries to push down on us. And uh, I had my House members there with me. I wanted to point them out and tell people these are the people who are standing in the gap. So right. next year's an election year. Y'all need to send them back. They're doing good work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been uh, an incredibly active session is the way I guess is the best way to style it this past 22. But what's coming up in 23? What's on your radar? Well, uh, now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, we are very much uh, uh, wanting to make sure that we provide the ministry and the support to what we assume are going to be you know, new babies that are going to be born. And so I formed a commission on life, I'm calling it, their job is to go forward and try to develop policies that uh, are going to be used to, to, to minister to these people. I do not want government involved in that. I think the private sector ought to be involved in that. But I have met with some private sector leaders, uh, adoption agencies, foster care, child protective services, and others, and told them we need to do, we, we the government need to support what you do. But I think the churches need to step up. Churches have prayed for the end of this for 50 years. Now is a tremendous opportunity to provide ministry and support for these mothers and these children. So that's going to be a big deal. We're going to look at how we can uh, 
handle the the new day, what we can do to go forward and minister to these people. Yeah, I totally agree. And the governor made the point that it it needs to be a a joint effort of the private and the public sector, indicating that the churches need to step up and get get involved as well. And I I believe they will in Mississippi. I hope they will, too. There seems to be a renewed enthusiasm and excitement on the part of the churches have tremendous opportunity to share the gospel of Christ through this, and I hope they'll rise to the challenge. A concern I have, and I think other conservatives would have, Mr. Speaker, is that we might be uh, looking at proposals of legislation that would uh, provide some sort of financial assistance from the state uh, to kind of offset uh, the ending of Roe v. Wade. Uh, maybe in the form of child care subsidies and so forth, that that's being tossed around. Your thoughts on that? I'm not a big advocate of the government stepping up and providing help. Uh, the government screws it up. I agree. And and this needs to be a, a, the private sector doing that. And the government is there to simply support and open a, a more streamlined process for the private sector to step up and do that. Now, I'll give you a prime example of what we did last year. We we're talking about the accomplishments last year. We passed. A, a tax credit, and, and your listeners need to know this because many of them may want to take advantage of this. We passed a $3.5 million tax credit last year. The way this works is if, if you give a donation to the crisis pregnancy centers, you get a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction on your taxes. Yes, This is an incentive. This is a prime example of how the government can provide a, 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 a solution that doesn't involve more government money, more taxpayer money. This enables the private sector to get direct contributions from individuals and companies to to buy the stuff that they need to support these mothers, formula, diapers, clothes, whatever. It's a direct donation to the crisis pregnancy centers. We have 37 of those around the state, and they exist for the purpose of helping mothers who find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. Now they can step up, receive these donations, and, I, and I'm going to advocate, yes, about next year, I'm going to advocate increasing that number I would from agree. 3.5. And uh, this is a tremendous example of how, and that's, again, that's a House bill. Yep. The House did that. We're the ones that stepped up. In fact, that was my bill, as I recall, to provide that tax credit so that we will see the churches and others step up and provide that ministry and that service. So that's that's kind of an overview of where I'd like to go with this. I don't think the government needs to, okay. to, to spend Fair more enough. tax dollars. We just need to open up ways for the private sector to step up. I totally agree with the approach on the tax credits for the pregnancy centers. Uh, i just go ahead and say, uh, as a way to encourage all of our audience, I personally have been making a monthly contribution uh, to a pregnancy center uh, for some time. I don't do it for tax credits, but but the tax credit is an additional sweetener, and I think we get more people on board, more people involved. These people do great work. Well, I talked to a business owner who has made that a top priority uh, in his business. He he, like you, has been making a donation for some time now, but he is all fired up about this tax credit. I think it's awesome. Now he's going to give more. Yeah, exactly. And it's an incentive. It incentivizes the private sector to step up and help, and that's that's always the best solution to any problem. Totally agree. All right, something else that uh, I talked to the governor about, the uh, lieutenant governor, I don't know if we've discussed it, is uh, the adoption process in the state of Mississippi. It's it's broken. It is, and I've already met with Child Protective Services, and I have met with uh, uh, the Baptist Children's Village, and I have met with the Crisis Pregnancy Centers. I've already had at least two meetings, and I think they met by themselves without me one time. 
and the, and the entire focus of those meetings was to say, how do we streamline foster care, adoption care uh, better? Is there something we have in law right now that is a hindrance, that's an obstacle? If so, y'all need to tell me what that is, and yeah. we will work to eliminate yeah. it. But if there's also some legislation that we can pass that will help streamline streamline that i need to know that too yeah good so we're looking at it from two different angles is there something we're doing now that's a hindrance and an obstacle and if so let's get rid of it and if there's something more we can do then let's do that as well we've got uh a uh, a nice surplus a tidy surplus for this fiscal year that just ended the end of june yes sir i, I think our projection shows that we're likely to produce another one next year that would be three consecutive years of what north of a billion dollar surplus that's correct what uh, what are your thoughts about how we can maybe uh, redeem some of that money to the taxpayers? Well, let's, let's give a little perspective on last year. You know, last year we pushed hard to cut the, to eliminate the income tax. Yep. I still think that's achievable. Me, yep. We had resistance on eliminating it, but we still got an agreement on doing the largest tax cut in history. We basically we did. cut it by a third. But part of the argument I used there was we we have we had enough revenue to fund the budget year over year. We filled the rainy day fund. We fixed the retirement system. We gave a $200 million teacher pay raise. We spent money on everything we could think of to spend money on, and we still have $800 million more. Yes, sir. And my argument was, my gosh, we have collected $800 million more from the taxpayers than we're even spending. We need to give that back to them. It is time to give it back. And I know you are a big advocate for that. Yes, sir. That was the argument, I think, that, that shined the light on the fact that we're taking in way more money than we need to, and we need to give it back to the taxpayers. So we got that tax cut done. Now, we're moving into this next year. It looks like we're going to have the same amount of same money deal. again. Yeah. So I'm in favor of continuing to push to get rid of the income tax. Good. But if we can't do that, let's give some of the money okay. back. Let's I'm just do it. a one-time rebate if we have to. Well, give the lieutenant money. governor said the same thing yesterday. Hopefully we can get both houses on the well, same Well, I'm glad to hear that, that he, he supports that idea because I have thought for quite some time we need to give a rebate. Just tell people, send whatever that amount let's is. Just keep it. We're going to push for it. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, has been our guest here on Middays. Always good to see you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you very yeah. much. Always yes, good. We'll be right back with the final segment of this hour on Middays. And then we got uh, Transportation Commissioner Willie Simmons joining us at 12.05. Stay with us. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway 
Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 25 to 50% off. And for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's, Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... This is a midday agri-market report. American Farmland Trust on Tuesday released the group's recommendations for the next farm bill, focusing on expanding access to conservation programs as well as programs that preserve farm ground from development through easements. While some agricultural groups have repeatedly stressed opposition to linking crop insurance pro premium incentives to conservation or climate change, the American Farmland Trust called on Congress to increase the synergies between the crop insurance and conservation in the next Farm Bill. AFT on Tuesday released the group's recommendations for the next Farm Bill, focusing on expanding access to conservation programs, as well as programs that preserve the farm ground from development through easements. Farm groups in Congress are gearing up for a Farm Bill debate, with the current legislation set to expire at the end of September 2023. I'm Dixon Williams, this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Welcome to day four of Digging Safety Class. It says here we're talking post holes. Yes, before you dig one, call 811. For a post hole? See this picture? Your hair's standing on end, Bob. Cool, dude. Not so cool. I hit an electrical line. And I thought you were trying to be hip. Hello, Sam here from Mississippi 811. Calling 811 two working days before digging is the law, and it's always the right thing to do. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We have relocated the Element Well Studios over here to Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. We've had a, a great couple of days interviewing, visiting with all the elected leaders here across our state, especially the statewides. I believe uh, we've got 
Of course, uh, Transportation Commissioner Willie Simmons for the Central District is going to join us next. And then we've also got Frank Bordeaux, the chairman of the GOP, is going to come on middays. And we'll wrap things up with the Attorney General of the State of Mississippi, Lynn Fitch. So, folks, if, if you've been paying attention in the last 24 hours, some, some things have been breaking up there in Washington since we've been talking about state politics all day. We'll give you a little taste of what's going on there. First, we had the GDP announcement this morning at 8.30, uh, 8.30 Eastern time. That was announced. GDP fell 0.9%, and uh, that, of course, seals the deal that we have two consecutive quarters of contraction, GDP contraction, that equals a recession, as you heard the governor and I discuss a little while ago. So uh, I'm not backing off on that classic, widely uh, viewed definition of recession. It's two consecutive quarters of negative growth. It's just simple as that. Now, the president, I believe, is scheduled to speak today. I'm not sure of the exact time. But uh, he's going to come out and try to tell everybody that, no, 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 we're not really in a recession, that just because we had two quarters. But here's the thing. You know good and well if Donald Trump were in office or any Republican were in the White House, the media would be all over this. It would be absolute doom and gloom, economic Armageddon. It would be consuming the news cycle. 724, no doubt about it. But no, because the media is essentially a, uh, a bullhorn for the Democrat Party, the main, most of the mainstream media at least, uh, they're spinning it. They're absolutely spinning it. Yesterday, the Fed, of course, after we ended the program, lifted rates by 0.75, but the, but the, um, the guidance was actually received well by the investment community and that fed chairman powell said yeah looks like we might not be quite as aggressive in in increasing rates in an effort to bring down inflation going forward and so the market reacted rather exuberantly to that we had a huge day on the nasdaq and the dow but the nasdaq biggest day it's had since sometime in 2020 when we were experiencing the breakthrough. The other big news, folks, that uh, I really hate to report is that Joe Manchin, he caved. I knew it. I told you. He caved. He caved on this deal with Chuck Schumer, this so-called scaled-down, build-back-better bill. Uh, it's. He has now said he, he does support it. There's still some question as to whether or not some of the other senators uh, will support it. Senator Cinema, Senator Tester, a couple of others are on board with this legislation. But this is incredible. Uh, a whole bunch of taxes in it, $739 billion to be exact, mostly from implementing a 15% minimum corporate tax. And you wonder, well, how do you get a, a, a tax liability of less than 15% when the the corporate tax in this country is 21%. It has to do, we talked about it, it gets a little wonky. It has to do with the uh, the IRS regulations and law, actually, that allow companies to expense their investment in capital uh, in investments and in capital equipment in the year in which they make that investment. So they're just pulling forward that, that long-term 
expensing through depreciation, and, and that offsets their income in the year of purchase, and that reduces their tax liability uh, quite a bit. In some cases, it's actually zero because they spent so much money and invested so much money in plant equipment and expansion. Well, that's a good thing for the economy, and that's how they end up with uh, a uh, tax liability and effective rate below 15%. Well, well this bill would say we don't care about that. We're going to look at your financial statement income, which does not allow for that immediate. Those income statement presentations do not allow for immediate expensing. That is a, as a tax reconciling item. And we're going to put those taxes on you. Now, they say this. This is what's really crazy, that this is going to be an inflation-reducing bill. But they're going to spend $369 billion on climate and energy programs which include tax credits for buying electric vehicles. Those are going to go up. So we got the CHIPS bill, which is going to give subsidies to extremely wealthy semiconductor manufacturers. That's another one that looks like it's poised to pass now. I'm sad to say. It's a, what a boondoggle that is. We got this, this scaled-down Build Back Better that's got these giant electric vehicle tax credits. You know who buys electric vehicles? Rich people. This is welfare for rich corporations and rich people. It's just dumb. When we come back after the break here, top of the hour, we've got uh, Transportation Commissioner Willie Simmons, and then we've got the Attorney General Lynn Fitch. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. Stocks on Wall Street in the green, despite news our economy is continuing to shrink, down nine-tenths of a percent for the second quarter, the quarter before also negative. The first quarter estimate, final estimate, was 1.6% decrease. So if you look at the common definition of a recession, that is a recession for the first half of this year. Fox's Edward Lawrence consumers shifted spending. From goods to services, service spending in this report up 4.1%. The airport's a fool because you're taking that vacation. It's an experience. You are not going to Walmart. The GDP price index, it measures price changes for stuff. It's up 8.7%. Is Lauren Simonetti and the accused rapist of a nine-year-old Ohio girl who traveled to another state for an abortion has been ordered held without bond by a judge who cited overwhelming evidence and the fact that he's apparently in the U.S. illegally. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Land is one of the most valuable assets you will acquire in your lifetime. Hey there, I'm Don Coleman, the land professional at Four Corner Properties in Gluckstadt. Making sure that right property fits your wants and needs is my job. As a proven leader in the land business at Four Corner Properties, I can help you do just that. Give me a call at 662-571-1386 or at the office 601-952-2828. Land for you is what I do. 
I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the University of Mississippi Medical Center and Blue Cross Blue Shield remain in a contract dispute, Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney told us that he hasn't heard from the mediator in nearly four weeks. I can't tell the public what the progress is because we don't know. And what we do know, we can't tell anyway. So. UMC was dropped from Blue Cross Blue Shield back at the beginning of April after an agreement on reimbursements could not be reached, ultimately leaving tens of thousands of patients at risk. And now that President Joe Biden has tested negative for COVID-19 and is back working in person, Biden encourages everyone to take full advantage of the tools available. That way, if you do come down with COVID-19, severe symptoms are much less likely. You don't need to be president to get these tools to be used for your defense. The same booster shots, the same at-home test, the same treatment that I got is available to you. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Some things are hard to ignore, like a bad toupee. The Mississippi Lottery's Mega Millions jackpot is one of the good things you should not ignore. It's big. We're talking massive. It's just $2 per play, and for an extra buck, you can add the Mega Plier for a chance to make your non-jackpot winnings really soar. What are you waiting for? Somebody's going to win it? Be somebody. Get your Mega Millions tickets today. Then buy that guy a new rug. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696. Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall took the stage yesterday at Sunbelt Media Days, expressing how excited not only he is, but Golden Eagle fans are to join a new conference. Our fan base is extremely excited because when they wake up uh, on Sunday and Monday morning and they're drinking coffee at the coffee shop, now we're playing Troy, we're playing Monroe, we're playing UL, we're playing South Alabama, like, man, Arkansas State, like, they know those teams. They've played them before. There's some type of instant recollection from their past of playing those teams uh, that they can remember. They know where they're at. And, man, that matters. And anybody that thinks it doesn't matter is wrong. USM will kick off the season on September 3rd versus Liberty. And with high school football just 29 days away, the MHSAA has announced that all games in the months of August and September will be pushed back to 7.30 rather than the typical 7 o'clock kickoff due to extreme heat. J.T. Mitchell, Super Talk Mississippi News. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're live at the Neshoba County Fair right here on the Founder Square, enjoying the day and visiting with all of Mississippi's elected officials. And joining us now, the Transportation Commissioner for Mississippi's Central District, Commissioner Willie Simmons. Thank you for coming on, sir. Good You're to right. see you, Willie. You're right. It's my pleasure. Thank yes, you for sir. having me. All right. So tell us what we got going on. You guys, I would think from uh, the ARPA money, uh, if had more to work with, maybe, than a lo- in a long time, certainly, in the state of Mississippi. What, how do we look on some of those projects and getting that money out? Gerard, we are very, really excited. Uh, the commissioners, Commissioner King and Caldwell, along with the leadership by Brad White, we work closely with the legislation this 2022 20, session. And the money that they gave us, uh, in addition to the money we received from the federal government, Congress, and the Biden administration, uh, put us at a $1.4 billion budget for fiscal wow. year 2023. That's the highest that I've ever known. And I served as the chairperson of the Budget Committee for Transportation for eight years, and we were not able to get those many dollars into the system. Yeah. So, and now you got the uh, the the um, bipartisan infrastructure bill, which passed last fall, and and that's set to send a lot of money out to the states for the purposes of infrastructure as well. So, it would seem to me like you guys are going to be pretty busy planning all these projects with this money. We are busy, and as you travel the highways, you see our staff out working as well as our contractors. We are utilizing the lottery money, the $80 million that was passed in 2018 in the special session. Right. And primarily we are paving our two-lane highways that do not have any uh, funding on them for some time. So the maintenance is going well with that, and we are excited about that. In addition to that, this year the legislature gave us $100 million for the emergency road and bridge program. We have put that out into the community. Uh, They gave us $30 million for match money. And then another $35 million that we receive for what we call capacity building. And we are in the process now of putting in place a program to utilize the $35 million to plan capacity highways, such as uh, 19 here in Neshoba County and 15 in Newton County and Neshoba County, uh, Knoxville County. Uh, in addition to that, we are looking at Highway 27 and Highway 61. Uh, highway 15, uh, we're going to add lanes to that highway in the Rankin County area. So a lot of good things is going on uh, in the Central District as well as the other two districts, Northern and the Southern District. How are you doing as far as, as staffing and what about the contractors that the, the state uh, works with to, to take care of roads and bridges, the construction contractors? How are they doing? You hear, uh, Commissioner, a, a lot of issues with respect to just getting people to come out and work and uh, fill these positions to to complete these projects. Has that been a hindrance? 
that is part of the puzzle and the problem that we're going to be faced with in the future. Inflation, of course, the cost of everything, uh, and when you look at the contractors and how busy they are now in the fact that they had to downsize over the past 20 years because we weren't investing in our infrastructure system and they had no work to do. Yeah. Now you have an influx of money coming from the federal government, the state, the counties, and us. And as a result of that, they are busy, busy, and it's hard for them to keep up with all of the work that we're doing. But more devastating to us has been the fact that in the past, we have not been able to pay our employees at the level that they need to play. So we've been losing some of our top level employees, engineers, and our maintenance techs to the private sector mm. and other public sectors. And that has put us in a short uh, shortage for personnel. Yeah. That also has delayed the process. And as a result of that, what we have seen is we are having to have to rebid projects and delay projects, which costs us more money because inflation okay. catches up with us. Okay. Now, the legislature did in addition to the things that I mentioned earlier, uh, they worked with us this year and we were able to get our employees uh, better pay. So okay. we're beginning to see that exit uh, of our employees slow down and, and few of us, a uh, few of them have even pulled their resignation letters and are going to stay with us. So it's going to be okay. helpful. Yeah. But with all of that and with all of the legislation did, because of the inflation and because of the uh, cost and because of the electric vehicles and other things that's going to impact the money that we receive in our special funds for funding our infrastructure, we're going to need new dollars. And those are recurring dollars that we're going to be uh, requesting the legislature in 2023 to give us more money because we need about $200 million or so to maintain what we have and another $3 billion, $4 billion to build capacity. Hmm. Interesting. It, is there any concern, Commissioner, about uh, the possible decline in excise tax revenue, fuel tax revenue? There, there are some reports just really globally, but certainly domestically within this country, that uh, drivers are, are cutting back on their consumption of fuel just because of the rising uh, cost of gas and diesel. And, and, of course, if they're using less, that generates less income for the department. Is there concern about that? We have heard. Uh, some states are facing that here in Mississippi. We haven't seen a serious impact okay. on our budget. Uh, the very first six months or so of the COVID-19, we saw a reduction. Yeah. Uh, but after that, we begin to see it trickle back up. So although gasoline fuel tax has been, uh, gasoline has been on an increase, we have not really seen a big reduction in our budget. Now, we do expect to see it. Uh, when electric vehicles begin to come online more. Yeah. So as you begin to have more hybrid vehicles, those individuals, when they drive, they don't go to the pump. Right. So You working with the legislature on coming up with something there? That's going to be one of the things that we're going to be trying to address during the uh, legislative session in 2023. What about this bipartisan infrastructure bill that uh, President Biden signed into law last fall? Uh, have you got uh, some details on that that you can share, and when will that money start flowing? Oh, it's flowing. Okay. It's, it is part of our fiscal year budget for 2023. Okay. Uh, we have about 240 or so million dollars in this year's budget that came out of that. Uh, now, what you and a lot of folks heard, and we were anticipating that we might get billions of dollars coming down out of that infrastructure. Uh, so when you read it, you will hear that we got some three plus billion dollars. 
that's really not new money. Okay. What they did was they folded the new monies over into the existing formula and spread it over a five-year period. I got you. So we actually are going to see about $996 million of new monies, and part of that is in this year's fiscal budget, and it'll be spread out over the next four years. One of the concerns I, I hear, Commissioner, from those in the, the construction, the road construction, bridge construction industry is just the tremendous amount of red tape at the federal level primarily that they have to deal with just to get these projects approved, commissioned off the ground, and, and just started uh, sometimes as much as 10 years that uh, some have shared anecdotally. Is this something that concerns you, that, that you work with uh, the federal government and the Department of Transportation to try to streamline some of this process? You, are you uh, uh, in favor of that? Well, the formula that we have uh, coming out of USDOT yeah. is a pretty reasonable and fair formula. Okay. But once you get into the mix of doing it, and our personnel, staff, uh, work closely with uh, the USDOT. As a matter of fact, we've had one of our employees who resigned because of uh, an opportunity with the feds and went with the feds. So we have a good working relationship with them. We, the Department of Transportation, move our things fairly smoothly. Okay. Uh, but there are many slowdowns. And when you're building... Uh, transportation infrastructure, it takes a long time. Uh, for instance, Highway 49 going south. Uh, that's one that everybody's been looking forward to <laughs> where we have added lanes and we're not going to have six lanes on it. We're actually going to have the ribbon cutting ceremony on August the 8th oh, okay. to complete that project. Just that, over a week. That project started in 2017. Okay. So it takes a minute and our citizens have to be patient with us uh, as we build here in this part of the state, uh, Meridian, uh, Interstate 59, we are widening that interstate system because of the bridges was creating a problem for us, about a $25 million project, but it is slowing the traffic down. That along with the Sealer Wards uh, uh, Avenue, Highway 22, I mean, yeah. Highway 322 Avenue. So, you know, it's a slow process. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. Uh, are, are we contracting primarily with uh, organizations that are headquartered in the state, or do we often bring in out-of-state contractors just because our, our needs exceed the capacity? We do bring in out-of-state contractors from time to time, but when we can do it in state, we're doing it in the state. Uh, for the most part, most of our uh, major projects are done by employee or contractors in state. Okay. We have some great contractors. We have a great working relationship with them. And they do good work, finish the project on time for the most part. Yep. So we're good. Yeah. And it's com it's really a combination, is it not, sir? we got just about a minute left of, of work that gets done by MDOT and work that gets uh, doled out to contractors. It is. Because of that staff shortage that I spoke of earlier and the pay, uh, during the past couple of years, we have had to sub outsource yeah. much of the work that we normally would do in-house, and that's a little bit more costly. Yep. But again, our contractors, both professional services and the procurement contractors, gotcha. step up to the plate and do a good job. Commissioner, always good to see you. Commissioner Willie Simmons has been our guest. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. It. We'll take a break right here on Middays from the Neshoba County Fair. When we return, I think we've got Attorney General Lynn Fitch. Stay with us. Thank you. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. 
Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. Need a new car? How about a reliable back-to-school car? You need Canon Nissan of Jackson. Great selection, big savings at Canon Nissan of Jackson. Come see us. When the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. You have the constitutional right to have and carry a firearm. If you can't use it safely, confidently, and effectively to defend yourself and your family, it does you absolutely no good. We have classes daily to teach you and your family how to improve your shooting skills, whether you are a beginner or a grandmaster. If you aren't fully satisfied with the training, we will refund your entire fee. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you at Boondocks. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor Mahindra available at the tractor store in Richland. 37 years. That's a long time and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood and of course our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you and we are so grateful for your continued support. Chapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson, 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are at the Neshoba County Fair, Founder Square, day two of Middays being at the fair. 
the political speeches, I believe, have wrapped up for now, right? For for good, for the fair. Is that right? Yeah. Today was a very busy day of political speeches, always enjoyable in the pavilion here at Founder Square. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios is the Attorney General of the great state of Mississippi, General Lynn Fitch. Thanks for coming on, General. Great to be with you, Gerard. Thanks for having me. You bet. What a great time for us all to be together here at the Neshoba County Fair. A lot of uh, friendship, fellowship uh, throughout the cabins, uh, and certainly a lot of good food. You're likely to see more of uh, state leaders at the fair than you are in the Capitol, I think, sometimes. <laughs> this is definitely the place to be, and to, to be able to see one another, and, and to really have a great time visiting, and that's what's so exciting about yeah. Neshoba County Fair. You get to see people you had not seen in maybe in a year, and you get to go around and visit to cabins, and it's just, it's a great time. The uh, the state Republican women had a fantastic breakfast this morning, attended that. You were the keynote speaker at the event, uh, enjoyed your message uh, there as well. You know, the Republican women, they're a pretty powerful force in the state of Mississippi. They truly are. <laughs> Look, they are a stronghold. They do an outstanding job. They're very proactive, very strategic. They have great messaging. And, again, I'm so honored to be uh, one of the Republican women. And we had a wonderful breakfast today. Yeah. Huge crowd. Uh, and I'm very grateful for them. They collected donations for the Pregnancy Center here sure in Philadelphia, and that just speaks volumes as we assist and help these centers. We've got about 30 across the state. Yeah, we just talked about that with the speaker and, and the governor about the tax credit uh, bill that, that was passed and implemented, which essentially means that, that a Mississippian who pays income taxes in Mississippi can uh, donate to one of these centers, and it's a dollar-for-dollar dollar credit offset up to, up to a certain amount. I think three and a half million is what we allocated into that. So the governor and the speaker, at least, I didn't talk to the lieutenant governor about it yesterday, but they're on board with increasing that amount. I think that's important as well. The, these pregnancy centers are critical. And what's crazy, General, is that you got Liz Warren at the federal level wanting to completely eliminate any participation in, in uh, Title X and some of the other funding that comes from the federal level for these pregnancy centers. It's, it's insane. Unbelievable, George, but you're right. Um, and she's not concerned about these children, about these mothers. And they do tremendous work, uh, not only in our state, but across our country. And you just think about the resources they supply to these women, uh, you know, whether they're the car seats, the diapers, the vitamins, the ultrasounds. But the most important part is they provide compassion, yeah, love, emotional and support. uplifting for these women. Yeah, no doubt about it. They do, they do a great job. It's just mind-boggling to me that uh, they would they would want to actually fund those organizations that that engage in providing abortions but they don't want to fund those organizations that would work with uh, a pregnant females that, that are dealing with an unexpected pregnancy and their whole life's about to fall apart in front of them honestly and just aborting the child doesn't solve that problem, honestly. It certainly doesn't provide the sort of emotional support that uh, mothers need while they're expectant mothers need while they're pregnant. That's what these pregnancy centers do. They do. They're a great safety net. They are there for those these mothers. They help them through their pregnancy and then afterwards when they've had these beautiful children. And that is just so key. Um, and we've got to really expand that safety net. I mean, we are certainly at that junction. And, and having that tax credit is, uh, again, very outstanding and it says speaks volumes for our our state and I hope we do increase it because I think as we continue to talk about the the 
impact, the positiveness that these centers do, it is only going to grow and grow and grow, and we'll hope that more and more people will be looking to donate. Yeah, because we got uh, the Democrats, of course, uh, in the, in the pro-choice crowd that is really condemning and criticizing the pro-life crowd for basically saying, well, we, we are, we're washing our hands, we got Roe v. Wade reversed, we're out of it now. And that, first of all, that's not true. And secondly, this is, as you said in your speech, which I totally agree with, this is a call for even further action. We've got to get more involved. And it can't just come from the public sector. It's got to be a combined, a joint effort, a united effort from the public and the private sector. It does. It's going to take everyone rallying together, having a united front. I mean, look, to overturn Roe v. Wade 50 years, it's just amazing. Never what a historic moment. Yeah, I mean, we probably thought we'd never see this yeah. into that magnitude. And, you know, the justices recognized that and said, this has to go back to the states. Let the states make the decision. It's not going to be in nine unelected justices court to do that. So give it back to the legislators, give it to the governors, and allow them to navigate the will of the people. Yeah. And so it's exciting that we now have the will of the people who get to drive this. And we now have the opportunity, and we have to really seize that, Gerard. We have to be ready, and it is a call of action, to, to make some very strong, bold decisions, action that support these women and their children. Yeah. So are you going to be working with the legislature on some specific bill? or, or uh, measures you have in mind, General, uh, coming Absolutely. up on this? Yeah, and uh, as we've talked about, and there are some big ticket items that need to be um, reviewed, um, certainly some new legislation posted up uh, to help uh, in the public-private sector all along. I mean, we, we do have to talk about the workforce. We've got to talk about flexibility and scheduling, maternity leave, paternity leave. That's very key. Child care. Oh, my goodness. Child care. I mean, it's we need to make it affordable and accessible. I mean, we're doing a disservice by keeping those mothers out of the workforce because they can't afford child care. And it needs to be quality child care. I mean, again, we got to think about it. Quality child care, we're nurturing these children up to be us. And so we need to start early on and have quality, accessible, affordable child care. And we were talking earlier, you know, about how expensive it is. Yeah. And if it costs more to send a toddler and an infant to childcare in one year than it does to send a student to one of our fine universities and colleges for a year, that is inherently wrong. So we've got some lifts, and we need to change that. We need to be willing to step out there. Um, and it's those brutal. are going to be key components that we need to address. Look, and... Another big ticket item is child support enforcement. Oh, my goodness. We have got to stop and make those fathers equally responsible for the financial hardships for these children because they are equally uh, responsible for the, the child getting into this world. Sure. But the good thing is, if you are engaged and as a father you pay child support and you know you're going to be paying child support, then you're invested in that child. Yeah. And all of the studies show that if a father is engaged with a child, then they're better. And that really promotes the family system. And that, it's just very beneficial. So I think that's a real key component for us as well. And then a, another area that we're really going to have to delve into is adoption and foster care. We have got to be sure that we connect these children into loving families quickly. And if we don't connect them, we're doing a disservice to the children. 
Yeah, totally agree. I got to tell you, uh, General, I believe that needs to be a priority in our state. And I say that because I've talked to too many folks, too many friends, friends of my my adult children. I'm sure you have examples of well that that you could cite where they finally just give up. It takes so daggum long. It costs so money. They're so heavily invested, and there's so many roadblocks, so much bureaucracy. And and, and in talking to uh, uh, the speaker, the lieutenant governor, the governor, they're all on board with this as well. I'd like to see your office as well push for some meaningful legislation uh, to really streamline the adoption process in the state of Mississippi. Absolutely. We need to move very quickly on that. You look at some of our neighboring states, they saw this was an issue and they've already moved on it. So I'm going to be working hand-in-hand with the legislature. Anything that we can do, we can offer up because it's very important to recognize these children and know that they need that level of income. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at what we have statistically, 50% of the, the families, that's what they're depending on. Yep. Yeah, their child support, and and these we already struggle with poverty in our state, so we've got to look at this from a holistic perspective. How do we empower women and promote life all the way through, all the way as we educate these children, as we take care of them, as we want them to become great, outstanding citizens of the state? We have to be involved in helping them along the way. From yeah. the, as you said, the public and the private. I mean, what a valuable time for us to unite and have uh, a front, a coalitions, partnerships that believe in what we're doing and believe in that child. It, it is probably no better uh, cause, no greater cause uh, for uh, an example of where the private public sector. Uh, can collaborate on addressing a serious problem. This is time to do it. And of course, that includes the religious community as well. And I think we have such a fantastic, such a such a generous and caring and passionate religious community. I think they're going to step up. I really do. I do too. Look, the faith-based organizations in our state are fantastic. Yes. I think we're going to see them be even more involved. And again, this is truly a case where. God selected the Mississippi case. Yeah. No question about it. Everything lined up and was definitely his plan. I think he still believes we move on to our next level of action. But I, I think you're exactly right. Our faith-based organizations have been so empowered, yeah, so uplifting, I mean, all the way through. Uh, with with love, with yeah. compassion, again, taking care of uh, these mothers and these babies. And I think we will definitely see a lot more for them being look forward, involved. Look forward to a, a productive session. And, uh, General, always good to have you on the program. Attorney General Lynn Fitch has been our guest on Middays. Thank you, General. Thank you. Great to be with you. Appreciate it. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, we got GOP Chairman Frank Bordeaux on Middays. Stay with us. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 25 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. 
Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Callaway's, Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Mississippi, summertime means triple-digit temperatures. This summer, it also means triple summer rebates from Browning Safe Company. Security Joe of Discount Gun Safe says you can beat the heat and save money on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now through the end of July, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and get a rebate of $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings from last year's. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Well, check out the Browning fire-rated and FEMA-approved vault door on display at Discount Gun Safe. As always, if you need it delivered, have your safe installed for as little as $100 with their licensed and discreet delivery team. Call 601-939-8233 and start saving now. That's 601-939-8233. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the University of Mississippi Medical Center and Blue Cross Blue Shield remain in a contract dispute, Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney told us that he hasn't heard from the mediator in nearly four weeks. I can't tell the public what the progress is because we don't know. And what we do know, we can't tell anyway. So. UMC was dropped from Blue Cross Blue Shield back at the beginning of April after an agreement on reimbursements could not be reached, ultimately leaving tens of thousands of patients at risk. And now that President Joe Biden has tested negative for COVID-19 and is back working in person, Biden encourages everyone to take full advantage of the tools available. That way, if you do come down with COVID-19, severe symptoms are much less likely. You don't need to be president to get these tools to be used for your defense. The same booster shots, the same at-home tests, the same treatment that I got is available to you. From the ground up, from the grassroots, that's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to strengthen
stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. In a world full of noise. Devastating the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. Midday's back with you. The Neshoba County Fair, that's where we are, Founder Square. Just off to the side of the pavilion where all the political speaking has been taking place the last couple of days. Today was a particularly eventful day. Had many of the state leaders deliver their addresses to the attendees. And the place was pretty packed. Now, it's packed this year, but it's really going to get packed next year when we have the statewide elections coming up. Speaking of which, joining us here in the Element Well Studios is the chairman of the Mississippi GOP, Frank Bordeaux. Frank, always good to see you. Good to see you. So what do you think? we got a lot of people here. You know, this is uh, for a political junkie, for those that of us that uh, kind of are involved in the political world. This is where it's happening in Mississippi, isn't it? This is where it's at, man. <laughs> I can tell you what, the, the messages we heard today uh, from that stage were positive yeah. messages about our state. And it's so good to hear. Uh, and Mississippians getting so excited to hear the positive messages. If you did, if you listen to Governor Reeves' speech about Mississippi and the progress we've made on the Republican Party, uh, you can't help but be proud. I totally agree. And I, I, I mentioned to the speaker, actually to the governor, excuse me, that the main thing standing in our way is the Democrats in Washington. No question about <laughs> it's, it. It's their policy. It's it's their agenda that uh, is the biggest threat and the biggest risk to uh, health safety and prosperity here in the state of Mississippi, but across the whole dang country. That's right. I mean, if they would get out of our way, our policies will move Mississippi forward at a faster pace than we're already moving. I think people are waking up to it. What do you think? Midterms? You feel good? I feel real well. Yeah, I do, I do too. Uh, the Senate is a little bit more difficult to speculate on at this point. It typically is. We got uh, races that, that are toss-ups, so, uh, some slightly lean in both directions, and those are about evenly divided. The House looks like it's in good shape, but what bothers me here, Frank, I've been talking about it earlier, is that it just seems like they're, they are working feverishly to ram through some of this, this poorly constructed, uh, poorly conceived legislation. Now we hear Joe Manchin's on board with uh, pushing through this, this boondoggle. That they, it's insane to think about this. It's an inflation-fighting deficit-reducing spending tax bill. Whenever has sending money to the federal government in one door and then going out the other door ever reduced the deficit and tamed inflation? 
No, it's deja vu. I mean, they did it 18 months ago. We we we're living what the what that policy has done to yes. our country, and we're going to double down on on stupid uh, again. I just it blows my mind. So I'm here. I'm here, and I'm seeing reports, and you're probably aware of this, where Democrats are spending money. Democrat PACs are spending money on candidates, Republican candidates. I mean, like I saw one. I think four hundred grand they're investing in a House seat for a Republican candidate that they believe is uh, the most beatable in the general by a Democrat candidate. I've never seen this before. We're hearing about it all over the country. And last time I was at our last RNC meeting, they were talking about it. Luckily, we haven't seen that in Mississippi that I know of. Uh, we have our RNC meeting this next week in Chicago. It's going to be a big topic. Uh, we just have to be aware of it, and we have to call the Democrats out when they do it. Unbelievable. It I, unbelievable. Unprecedented. Millions of dollars they've already spent in right. Republican primaries. Not on their own candidates. That's right, Republican primaries. That's just un- unbelievable when you think about it. So I just wonder, well, how does the Democrat candidate feel about that? I mean, even though it's in, in maybe in the primary, uh, obviously, and so they're not the the ultimate candidate they would face in a general, but still, though, it's money that that's being siphoned off the war chest there. If, you know, if I'm a Democrat candidate and they get involved in a Republican primary to make sure that I have a, a, a general opponent yeah. that I can beat, I guess I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, but I, I, it sounds to me like, well, you can't you can't really stand the test at the ballot box, you know, on your own accord. That's you right. got to have a your more policies, beatable. That's right. Your policies you can't stand behind. You have to find somebody. It's easier to be unbelievable, and it just seems like that a lot of our politics has devolved to that, where you, you focus all your energy in, in, in campaigning on all the negatives of your opponent than than you do your own positives. You know, if you do that in business, you no, get left out of the door. You will get left. That no question about it. If we, but a lot of things if we handle if we handled things in Washington D.C. the way we have to handle them in a C-suite. Uh, this country would be uh, in a much different trajectory. I completely agree. I completely agree, and I think that's why we had a different situation. You've seen the reports. The Biden administration, with an average of, what, two years of private sector experience within the entire dead gum West Wing in the cabinet, where we had 13-plus within the Trump administration, plus Donald Trump himself. Well, maybe that's why we got all these ridiculously bad policies that are harmful to business. No question. And if you look at it not beyond the West Wing, his appointees uh, to every agency, no business acumen. Yeah, I mean, and we wonder why they're coming up with policies that are completely anti-business. Yes, and we are we are going to see. That's why we have to get out in November. That's why we have to win in twenty twenty four to get that back, get the business acumen back into Washington. I think people want it. They want it. And what the Democrats are trying to do clearly is defocus on economic the economic situation and, and try to place more into the forefront all these various social issues. I'm not sure that's a winner at the ballot box when people are paying $5 for gas and, and uh, seeing their pocketbooks drained in the grocery stores, etc. I don't think that's a winner. It's not a winner. We just finished a statewide poll the Mississippi Republican Party did. And once we finish the whole poll i would love to come sit down and talk to you about it but we did poll issues in the economy by far inflation by far was the number one issue amongst mississippi republicans and mississippi democrats yeah. without fail and i don't think the democrats get it i don't think they get it in our in our state and i don't think they get it outside of our state and so we just have to keep our message our message uh, and stay focused on helping the american people taking care of the economy and not let us 
get divided within ourselves, and then uh, we can't let them change the topic on these social issues. In the social issues, uh, I was reading a report about some stuff going on in Portland, Oregon, in the school district up there. They're starting to permeate across the nation. We've now moved from, from critical race theory to gender ideology. They think that's the winning formula there, which is just totally insane. We've talked about it a lot on the program, but even Democrats, when you start messing with parents in schools, you saw that in Virginia. I mean, did, they, it's like they didn't get the message there. A, a state that went pretty heavily in favor of Joe Biden and has, and has been uh, has been really under Democrat reign for quite some time elects a conservative Republican governor who day one eliminates all this CRT from being taught in the schools. It's like they're not getting the message there. Not getting the message. And, you know, that was a nice little uh, experiment, if I was a Democrat, of what you don't do, and now they're they're going and putting it nationally. In Doubling down on it. Doubling down. It's it's unbelievable. What about uh, coming up on the midterms, the races we have here in Mississippi? How do you feel about those with respect to Republican chances of prevailing? I think we're going to, you know, obviously work hard. Uh, beating Benny Thompson is going to be difficult. Uh, we're not going to stop working hard to try to win that seat. Uh, the other seats, I know the candidates are, are working very hard. We're not going to take our off the ball. We have to make sure that Republicans get out and vote in November. Uh, and then we are going to continue to help uh, Georgia as a party. That's kind of our – we've kind of taken Georgia on to try Man, to – Man, we need the Senate party. seats over there bad. Big time. Big time. Yeah. I mean, it, it is critical because we're seeing right now what happens when you have a 50-50 Senate and you've got the vice president, a Democrat vice president, as the tiebreaker, and you get bad legislation that has a chance of, uh, of pulling through, and that's what we're witnessing. And then, of course, you can't overlook judicial appointments as well. You never know when that comes up again from a Supreme Court perspective, and we better be ready. You've probably seen the Democrats have already offered one bill to add four justices to the court and one to implement term limits on Supreme Court justices. It's like we can't get it through the normal way because all those all those conservative Republicans are in the way of our agenda. Let's just go ram this through the yeah, courts. All those pesky voters. <laughs> And that constitution yeah. that's in the way. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm optimistic and uh, a little more concerned about the Senate, but optimistic uh, about the House. And that's going to that's gonna essentially make Joe Biden be a lame duck president. Now we're even seeing calls from the left-wing media uh, asking him to just go ahead and announce right now you're not running. Yeah, well, and members are afraid to even answer the question whether well, they want yeah. him to run again. So. Uh, Tim Ryan in Ohio, right, is, is like trying to detach himself. That's right. In a state where he's, he's been an entrenched uh, member of the House running for Senate, and uh, it's it's like, no, I don't know Joe Biden. And you're seeing other examples of that in, in races as well. Look, I would love for Joe Biden to spend the next few months in Georgia. It would guarantee That's exactly right. Can we get him there? Yeah, I, I, I I'll buy the, the ticket. Here we go. No question <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll combine on that. But, uh, you know, last I checked, uh, the race with uh, Herschel and Warnock, Herschel Walker and, and uh, Senator Warnock, or in a heated battle, it's toss up, right? It now. is toss up. The money flowing into those races is incredible, isn't incredible. It? And Warnock—it's <laughs> unbelievable how much money is coming in for Warnock, and not from Georgia. No, it's not coming from Georgia. It, it, it's cronies it, in California and George Soros and the whole bit. That's right. The uh, same with um, Stacey Abrams and her uh, bout for uh, governor uh, against uh, incumbent uh, Brian Kemp of Georgia. I think Kemp's now in the lead. I think Kemp that flip from toss up, Kemp's in the lead. He's he's actively raising money, and um, she's just—it's unbelievable the amount of outside money that's coming in for Abrams, and it, it's it really makes it very tough on a candidate like Kemp. 
Um, but I think we're going to do fine. Okay. And then we got Beto in Texas. Same oh, yeah. bill over there, man. <laughs> so crazy, isn't it? Well, it's like excited. a bunch of clowns on the Democrat, too. I mean, seriously. So, Frank, always good to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on Midday. Thank you for everything y'all do. Yes, sir. Frank Bordeaux, chairman of the Mississippi GOP, has been our guest on Middays. we got the final segment coming back. We're on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Southern Ag Credit has been financing life outside the city limits for over a century. Whether it's helping families own land they can grow with, or farmers manage the land they grow on. We specialize in financing life outdoors. Let us finance your rural dream. Southern Ag Credit is the presenting sponsor of the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, August 5th through the 7th at the Mississippi Trademark. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. If you're tired of looking at your tired old bath, Bath Fitter is offering their best savings of the year. $600 off or 36 months financing at 0% interest with every new complete bath system. You've been thinking about doing it and Bath Fitter wants to help make it happen with a $600 off or 36 months financing with no interest. Every Bath Fitter bath is designed to fit your life and now with unbelievable savings if it's your wallet too. It's their biggest savings of the year so don't miss it. Bath Fitter, it just fits. Some conditions apply. Visit bathfitter.com slash savings to get started. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. 
Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays. little bluesy sound there, which is probably appropriate, given that we are in the final segment of the show today from the Neshoba County Fair. And what a, a busy show it has been with all the uh, state's political leaders coming on Middays. Really appreciate that. Appreciate uh, Alex Payton for lining all of them up, which I can tell you, folks, is no easy task, especially when they're typically rushing over here to the Super Talk tent from the pavilion straight from their their speaking spots. But really appreciate, and hopefully you enjoyed uh, the insight that you received today, a little glimpse into what the future may hold with respect to the legislative agenda that uh, the Speaker of the House, the Lieutenant Governor, the Governor, expressed you got a report from auditor shad white uh the cut the tape effort which i'm a big fan of secretary of state uh, michael watson and then of course uh, attorney general lynn fitch uh giving us uh, some of her thoughts about what we need to do in the wake of the dobbs decision overturning roe v wade so really appreciate everybody coming on the program uh also let's see here on the ceasefire text line Philip Gunn and others trying to buy votes with a tax cut when there are things that we need that money for in the state. No different than the Democrats, same bird, different wing. Well, you know, you could call it trying to buy votes, I guess, but the, the bottom line is you want your elected leaders to act on your behalf, consistent with uh, your worldview, with your vision, with your policy objectives and policy priorities that is those whom you vote for so in the case of the speaker speaker of the house who was of course elected by the members of the house who were elected by the people i think he reflects the sentiment uh, the broad sentiment of the people so i don't know that i would call that buying votes i certainly if you don't act 
in accordance with what the people have expressed are their priorities and their policy objectives. Uh, you could say that uh, you're you're sort of um, throwing votes away. You're not going to get support in the future. Uh, this is where our friend Thomas and Greenwood says this is why we need a recall because when they get in there and they don't they don't vote they don't push policies that are consistent with what they told us on the campaign trail. We got to recall them. Uh, I, I've always thought that that's a, a lot more arduous process and, and an unnecessary process. I disagree with Thomas in that respect. You know, I could, I could, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I, I could be go either way on a recall process in the state of Mississippi. It's also very expensive. But more importantly, I think it is incumbent upon us, it is our responsibility as voters, to vote for those who represent our values, send them uh, in these positions of political power, and when they run for re-election, uh, that's the test. I mean, they've got a report card, and that's how they, they govern, and we should not re-elect them uh, for those that are eligible for re-election if they didn't govern in accordance with uh, our, our policy and, and policies and principles. It, that's exactly what we do with the ballot box. And, and if we keep sending back the same people who vote the same way and uh, keep governing in a way that is inconsistent and is in conflict, with our values, then it's shame on us for putting them back in office, kind of the way I see it. William in Greenville says, Mansion Cave. Yeah, I uh, totally agree, William. We talked about that earlier. I'm extremely disappointed. But I warned about this on the show that this guy has is, is shown his propensity to repeal the Trump tax cuts. He's never been happy with uh, with the tax structure. He's just felt like the, the rich don't pay their fair share and those dirty, greedy, dastardly job-creating value-making corporations don't pay enough. Well, here we got it. And so this notion that we're going to send more money to the federal government and then they're going to expand programs, energy, green energy programs, EV credits. By the way, this also, as we talked about earlier this week, this particular bill is going to expand, I should say extend, the present Obamacare subsidies, I believe, for three years. So I'm going to say it again. Okay, then we don't need Medicaid expansion because any uh, able-bodied adult with income below 150% of the federal poverty level qualifies for coverage, private coverage, from the Obamacare exchanges at a cost of 0.00. So uh, that really would be duplicative. And the Democrats know that. They know this is a way, essentially, to force, if you will, or to implement uh, the equivalent of Medicaid expansion in the states such as Mississippi that did not expand because these these people that uh, would qualify for Medicaid expansion, which is, by the way, a lower test of income, 138%. This is actually 150%. So no excuse for no one having coverage if this thing goes through. No excuse. Go to the exchanges. If you're a person that's been waiting for Medicaid expansion, don't want to hear that out of the Democrats, don't want to hear any more talk about it, federal government's going to ram this down our throats so go take advantage of it and uh and that also helps our health care community and that they get reimbursed and they'll have these uninsured uh, uninsured care which is breaking us all honestly we're out of time here today we're out of time on founder square at the neshoba county fair back in the super talk element well studios again tomorrow until then stay safe and god bless everyone
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.